Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Green and White Report right here on WTBM East Lansing. I'm your host, Zach Sudenik, back here for another Sunday morning in the Impact A9FM studios. Joined alongside me to my left is the main man, NBA expert. Going to get to talk some NBA, AJ Evans. It always is. To his, what, right? No, left. His left. My yeah, right. My left. Is Mr. Matt Merrifield. You're switching up the mics on me, man. Good morning, East Lansing. It's it's a morning. It's one of the mornings of all time. <laughs> yes, it is. And to his left, pressing the buttons, is our producer, Joe Des. Joe, how you doing? Oh. That's <laughs> a disaster. Yeah, I know. Very rough morning, but going pretty good. Pretty good on my end. That's good. All right, we'll have Jack Moreland and Jack David, both the Jacks, joining us in a little bit to talk some NBA and NFL. But we're going to start with a whip around of MSU sports, not football at this point. We're going to talk. Why not? We'll get to that. No. Is we, there... we will get to that, yes. Um, I know. Which it's tough. But we will get off. to it. Get it out of the way. Not yet. we got to start with some good things. Get the good vibes going and then just tear them down. Um, let's start on the pitch. Both men's and women's soccer have a chance to win Big Ten championships in the next couple of days. Men's soccer, massive win on Friday at Northwestern. They now guarantee at least a share of the Big Ten title with a win on Tuesday against Ohio State. Women's soccer is playing for a potential Big Ten title in about two hours. And they need a little help, whereas the men's team does not. But what have you guys seen from those squads? You know, looking at things from a broader perspective, I just want to take a minute to acknowledge how good both of these teams have really been so far this season. Um, there is a lot that is going on on this campus. You know, it's no secret. There's a lot that's going on with the football program. And it's, it's a shame that some of that has, in some ways, I think, maybe overshadowed some of the other really good things <laughs> that have gone on. But both of these teams have been terrific. Uh, the men's team has, I think, been a pleasant surprise. I think we expected them to be pretty good this year, but we didn't expect them to be this good and as successful as they've been. Um, yeah, they're still unbeaten. I yeah. mean, they have a lot of ties. They have six ties. Yeah. But I think they have seven wins and six ties. But yep. still, they are still unbeaten. Yeah, and it's, it's it's been terrific to see the growth of these two programs. And I think both of them, you know, the women's team did a little bit more this last year. But I think both of them are, are laying the groundwork for a really, really successful future. Um, so, yeah, I just want to take a minute to, to say that. Before we got started, yeah, I mean they have been outstanding and a lot of a lot of fun, honestly. Yeah, um, I mean there's been a few uh, few of the zero zero ties on the men's side in some bigger games that have been a little less fun to watch, but at the same time, there's been a lot of really fun matchups that they've had this year and a lot of really fun teams that they've played and competed with. And that's what you're looking to do. You're looking to compete, and you've got a shot to win a Big Ten title. You can't really ask for much more than that. Yeah, I'm currently looking to see the last time Michigan State men's soccer has won a Big Ten title. The last time they won the Big Ten tournament was in 2012. They've won the tournament three times. The but... Big Ten title, I wonder if they won it in 18, because they went to the College Cup in yeah. 2018. I don't know. I and Wikipedia is not being very helpful, unfortunately. But yeah, well, it tends to I mean, sometimes. It's been nice this year. Obviously, it's nice when not all your athletic programs are losing by 49 at home to your biggest rival, so that's cool. Um, what did we say We're about not getting there yet. I told you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Let me, let, this is how I cope, okay? Let, me, let me cope. I know Fair enough. I, I froze last night on the photo deck with Zach Slowick, and I'm still cold. 
Um, but otherwise, it's good. Hopefully, Michigan State, obviously, they have a game against Ohio State in two days. I mean, they've been successful early in the year. I mean, I, I called the one game against Dayton, and they found a way to win that game late. So, obviously, I mean, I got nothing else to add. But, obviously, it would be nice if one program, or maybe two, can win a Big Ten title on this campus. Yeah, maybe we can get to basketball season soon. Starts Wednesday. Starts Wednesday. Yes. It does start Wednesday, so make yes. sure to tune into that. But, all right, let's keep it moving to volleyball. Volleyball beat Michigan in four sets. They went down early, and it looked like they were going to fall down two sets to none, and that was not looking pretty. But, you know, they found a way. They fought back, and they knocked off the Wolverines to earn a season sweep for the first time in a long time against Michigan. And then they got Minnesota on the road. That should be a big one trying to get or trying to stay above 500 going into a very tough weekend next weekend against a Wisconsin team that was the number one team in the country, is not going to be anymore because they just lost to Nebraska this week, who Michigan State has already played twice. So you're going to have a very mad Wisconsin team coming into East Lansing on Friday, and then you get the next day you get a top 20 Penn State team. I mean, obviously the Big Ten probably the premier program in all of college volleyball. So, I mean, there's no easy nights, and obviously the schedule ramps up with Penn State and Wisconsin coming up next weekend. But, I mean, it's the test that we want to see from this team. Obviously, Coach Johnson continuing to try and build them and rebuild. Um, I mean, 4-4 four and four in Big Ten play, 12-7, and seven, solid year, much improved from last year. And, I mean, just more tests coming up to close out the season and give more opportunities to just make something happen. So, see if they can handle it. Yeah, yeah, I know Michigan has struggled a little bit, uh, but regardless, any win against, you know, the team down the road is, or school down the road is a big one, so uh, that was really good to see. I think this is their first, yeah, it's the first season sweep uh, of Michigan since 2006, so it's a pretty big milestone, and be interested to see how the rest of the season goes for this team. Yeah, you have to like the foundation that's being built, and the yes. way this team is played in big games. They've beaten some really good teams in big spots, and they've been in matches with really good teams that they weren't necessarily expected to be in those matches against, and that's and that's got to be encouraging. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously just been a much better season for them from last year, and I think that's just what they've wanted to see from themselves, just continue to build, and I mean, hopefully even next year they can take another step, but I mean, overall, they still have a lot of time left in the season, still make something happen if they want, so be yeah. interested to see how they close it out over the next month. Yeah, I mean, they've already won more Big Ten games than they did last year at 5-4 and four right now, and they won four a year ago. So you'll take that. It's improvement. And before the season, one of the things that Leah Johnson talked about was wanting to turn that improvement that they saw a little bit in last year into... They want to turn that into wins and get that on the scoreboard and, and in the record books, and that's what they've done. And so that's that's good. All right, on the ice, Matt, I know you were at both games. I was working both games as well. Hockey, Michigan State sweeps Canisius to move to 5-1 and one on the season. Best start since 2007-2008 when they started 8-1. and one. Yeah, I mean, obviously starting off 5-1, and 4-0 on home ice is always, I mean, the goal to start a season, especially defending home ice, getting back-to-back sweeps between Lake State and Canisius. Next weekend truly find out what this team is made of heading to Boston College on the road. Uh, yeah. Boston College, top four team in the country. 
they got legit. They got five first round picks on their team, and I, th- I think double digit total draft picks. Michigan State has six draft picks, five, or I think it's six if you include Arden Levshinov, who will be most likely a first round pick, top ten pick in next yeah. year's NHL draft. So it's been a lot of positives. They won six three on Thursday night. We're up five one in that game. Daniel Russell with the hat trick, and then. The team kind of let Kanisha slip back into it, crawl yeah, back, they make, did. made it 5-3, and then empty netter from Levshinov sealed the deal. But just some sloppy play. Both teams, I thought that game was sloppy from the standpoint there were 10 penalties combined. And yes. then Michigan State decided to top that effort and took 10 penalties themselves on Friday night. What did they finish at for penalty minutes? Was it like 38? Four, it was like 40. I think yeah, they got to it 40. It was insanity. Which, 40 penalty minutes is Unacceptable. Yeah. Like now two of them are game misconducts, so they count as ten, like right, basically fifteen minutes. Right. But of penalty still, minutes. But still, having two game misconducts in a game can't happen. You can't give two a team two five minute majors right. in a hockey game. They give Kanisha three five minute majors in the whole weekend, which is unacceptable as well. Um, Kanisha's only scored one goal in those fifteen minutes of power play time, which, but that I mean, Kanisha's is zero four. They're not a very good hockey team. Um, they did well, hung with Michigan State. I know they were a tournament team a year ago, but the AHA is, isn't a very good hockey conference. But we're going to yeah, find Yeah, just has a chance to be decent. Like, they, they have some players. They're not going to be great. They're not going to be a tournament team this year, but I mean, they're okay. But, I mean, every night in the Big Ten, yes. it's going to be a tournament team yes. or a tournament quality team in the, in the Big Ten. So, I mean, Boston College is that first test to get Michigan State ready before they head to Ohio State in two weeks. But, I mean, I what I saw this weekend. Uh, I don't know if they set spreads and over-unders for college hockey, but bet the over next weekend at Boston College. And it's gonna be like Michigan, State, uh, Michigan State's going to lose, I think, both games next weekend, 8-6. Their defense is not there. Um, it's uh, They're so focused on scoring goals, which is great. They've scored four goals in every game this year at least, but got to defend the back end, got to gotta stop teams from scoring goals. I mean, I can't – and Coach Nightingale said this the other night on Thursday – after the game, you can't score your way to wins. You have to play defense. And so, overall, good weekend. You, you'll always take a sweep. I think this is the first time Michigan State's 4-0 at home to start a season since 2008, I believe is the stat. Yeah, so that same 07-08 season. So, I mean, which, I mean, obviously, uh, incredible start to the year there. But it's nice. We'll find out what they're truly made of. I, I don't think they're a top team, in the top 10 team in the country. I just haven't seen it yet. Um, but it's early, they're young, but just lots of undisciplined hockey, which is uh, concerning to say the least, especially going into a series next week against a team that you give them opportunities, you give them 10 power plays in a night, they're going to score a lot of goals on you. doesn't matter how good Trey Augustine or Luca DePasquo is. Uh, can we talk about that save from DePasquo, though? That was pretty sweet. That was filthy. It was save of the year stuff right there. That was. If you haven't seen it, go check it out on uh Twitter, MSU Hockey posted it. Um, a few other places have posted it. It was just an absolute robbery of a save. Yeah. It, I mean, Luca's very good. He's um, had a great year in juniors last year. Um, and he's going to be – I mean, everybody talks about Trey Augustine, and Augustine's going to be great. And he's a second-round pick by the Red Wings for a reason. He's going to play two, maybe three years in college before he goes off to the Red Wings. Luca will be here for four years, all four years of his career, as long as he doesn't transfer, obviously. So – when his time comes to be the starter, which that will come at some point, um, he's going to be very good. And he's, I mean, Michigan State's not going to have a goaltending issue for the next four years, which is good to know. And it is. All AJ, right. AJ, do you have anything to add? Nah, you guys hit it on the head, man. 
Love to see it. We're going to step aside and come back and talk Michigan State football on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Green and White Report on WDBM. Welcome back to the Green and White Report on WDBM East Lansing's Accidentic. Joined by AJ Evans and Matt Merrifield. Well, guys, let's talk about this yesterday. Let's rip off the band-aid, Matt. Yeah. Um, brutal night in the cold in East Lansing. Michigan State embarrassed at home. Largest home loss in program history. That was, that was the largest home loss in program history. Yes, it was. Yep. I know it's the first time they got shut out by Michigan since 2000. First time they got shut out at, at home, home since 85. Um, largest margin of defeat to Michigan since 47. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's more. You can keep going if you want. I don't want. I'm, I'm yeah, good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Um, I mean, AJ, if you have any thoughts, that was just... I, I got I got nothing. No. I've had nothing since the third quarter yesterday. It's yeah. it took you till the third quarter to have nothing. Yeah, third quarter I threw in the towel. I was like, I got nothing, people. Like I don't like I could describe what just happened on the play, but Michigan ran it for six yards, got a first down. I mean that game was over in the first quarter. That game was, in my opinion, that game was over when Michigan State had energy in the building. There was a false start early in the game, and then J.J. McCarthy scrambled, extended the play, threw for a first down. That game was over at that point. third and 13. You had a third and 13 and a third and 14, and you don't get off the field. And Michigan State came into the game as the number two third down defense in the country. Because nobody ever got to third down against them. Right. But when they did get to third down, especially third and long specifically, you're supposed to be able to get off the field. You are. But I think most of the third downs against Michigan State were in garbage time against in games that they were losing. I mean, get off the field. Don't leave. Who even had the three touchdowns or two touchdowns yesterday? It wasn't. Um, it was uh, Colson Loveland had yes. two touchdowns. Uh, the who's the other? End. Who's the other tight end had two? Both tight ends had two touchdowns. I'm pretty sure. Um, who's the other? Who's the backup tight end? I mean, do I even have my boards from it? I think I'm, I think they've one of them. One of my. Boards, Are you talking about Barner? Barner, yes. He Barner. Had, he had, had one. He only had one. AJ Barner. I yeah. had two. No, he had one. Oh, well, he had a career day yesterday. He doubled his receiving yards on the year in one game and his catches. That was fun to watch. Um, I mean, just I, – I, I don't know with this program anymore. Hire Urban Meyer. No. Yeah. No, do yeah. not hire Urban what, Meyer. I, let's not go there. Listen, I, let's, we are let's, running – Let's do something fun for once with this football what? program. Okay. This team hasn't been fun You're in 10 years. for another scandal. Right, that's not fun. I don't care. I, Win football I, I games. I'm tired what of What do you mean beat. you don't care? I don't care. Win football games. Winning fixes everything, and this team does not win. I, I am out on the winning fixes everything. Winning does fix everything. No. I, I don't know that it does. The grass is always greener when you're winning. It, Food it, it tastes might better. Seem that way, Matt, but it is not. Winning does not fix Alcohol it. tastes better. Everything's better I, when you're I winning. I bet it does. It but does. Please. Oh, it man. does. But I'm. Who? Uh, what do you want? You want to hire Mr. Nice Guy that's not going to have any scandal and this team goes 5-7 and seven every year? No. Win football games. That's what the head coach is here to do. And right now, I mean... They're, I don't think they're going to win the game the rest of the year. I'm I'm going to jump on that train now. I'm I gonna, still think Minnesota's really bad. Minnesota, Nebraska, and Indiana are all really bad, and Michigan State might be worse than them right now. Michigan State is also really bad, but I, I yeah, they're more talented than those teams. Are they? Yes, they are more. Does talented. it matter if they don't show up and play? Not really. So that's why I'm not sure. But I, but like I said, they are more talented than those I, teams. Hmm. 
Maybe. What team is more talented than Michigan State ne- out of those three teams? Nebraska might Maybe. be. Might be. Maybe Nebraska. And Matt Rule is a guy. Like, Matt Rule gets his players ready to play football. That team's just not very good. Um, Nebraska will be good in a couple of years. They haven't shown up a single game this year, though. Yeah, but Matt Rule's a guy. I like Matt Rule, except for when he's coaching an NFL team. He's a college football coach. Bring him to East Lansing. Um, P.J. Flack, bring him. I don't care. Do you not don't bring, bring P.J. Flack. Actually, don't bring P.J. Flack. P.J. Flack is the opposite of what I want, because he's Mr. Nice Guy that's never going to do anything wrong. Except turn his why do you keep saying why do you keep saying that like it's a bad thing? You you realize there are good guys who win games. Who? The, name a winning football coach in college football right now, and I'll tell you if they're a good guy or not. I mean, so far that's why I was big on him. I mean, Elko's winning, and he's a really good guy. I do, I, they lost by twenty last night. Well, yeah, to that's, that's without their starting quarterback against the exactly, top five team in the country. A Duke, Duke, he's been there for two years. We don't know how many. Like, we don't know if he's a true winning football. Team. He truly hasn't won anything. Okay, well, either like, either like way, elite, winning does not fix the, everything, and that doesn't the elite co- the elite college football coaches name one. Just pick one, and I'll tell you if they're a good guy or not. I'm not playing this game with you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even about to do it because we're going to be arguing. There, we're going to be arguing about right. who you think is a good guy. There, there's one don't. coach, and I'll even throw college basketball in this. That's like Mr. Nice Guy and wins, and it's Tom Izzo. And Tom Izzo's aren't. Easy to come by, like, and the schools that have a there Tom are hand, Izzo, there are a handful of college basketball coaches are, that are good guys that win. Yeah, handful. There are, it, there are there, there are a handful, a, a lot. and those schools I, don't I can give let you them a few leave. Off the top of my head. But college football is a different animal. One, and I can't name a Mister Nice Guy in college football that wins football games. I mean, Urban Meyer, no. Jim Harbaugh, no. Uh, Nick Saban, no. I mean, they all Dabo Sweeney, no. Like they all, it's college football. You have to. Yeah, to an extent, you have to cheat to win. It's just the system of the way it is. So I'm out on that take, man. I'm not saying I, I want to. my coach to cheat. I'm just sitting here and saying, acting like you're going to have a coach with who's squeaky clean just doesn't exist. Nobody's unless you that, want though. to lose football games. I I don't know, man. I mean, I I do not accept what I what I saw last night, what I've seen the last three weeks. That is not the football program I want to watch going forward. Um. And I will pretty much do anything to not have to experience that ever again. And I would hope that other people would be on that board. And I would do what it takes to make sure Michigan never walks into East Lansing and wins by 49 ever again. Because that was just, that was embarrassing. I was, and I kind of saw it coming because Michigan is a national championship level football team and Michigan State is awful. But that just, I'm so done with what I saw and what I've been seeing this year. And it sucks. So sue me. Either Somebody way, though, might, I don't think I you can not. raise the standard of one aspect and then lower the standard of another when it comes to looking for the right I mean, hire. We, I, we had. I just don't think you can do that, especially not here. I mean, you had Mark D'Antonio was the closest thing you were going to have to a Mr. Nice Guy in college football, and and you guys ran him out of town. <laughs> you guys, you're you were People. here. I I mean. People, not me. I, I, I didn't want D'Antonio to leave. I was not. And the program's in a worse spot than when he did leave. Yeah, um, but I, I, based on your takes, I find it hard to believe that when they were 6-6 six and six for three years in a row that you didn't yeah, want D'Antonio gone. Yeah, it sucked. And obviously, I wanted Brad Salem and Dave Warner gone because I knew the defense was still there. The offense just literally looked anemic, and it somehow looks worse. Like, I lost my crap yesterday on air because on third and two, Jay Johnson decides to call a short side pitch. Why? What, what? What is? What are you trying to get out of that play? Michigan's faster than you. They're going to beat you to the edge. Nathan Carter, great running back, cannot break six tackles on every play. He just can't. He can't do that. Kenneth Walker couldn't have done that. Like 
people were saying like Kenneth Walker's got to found a new year, new year of eligibility. He's going to come back and play it for the second half. Kenneth Walker would not have saved Michigan State in that football game. He wouldn't have saved him, but he would have done something. I don't think so. I mean, Carter literally had no room to run. There were multiple plays where a linebacker was untouched coming through a gap and just lit him up four yards behind the line of scrimmage. Like the, they, Michigan was just that much better than Michigan State. And going fast, having that completion over the middle in the third quarter to Malik Carr up past midfield, and then they immediately go hurry up offense to run a short side screen to Trey Mosley when there are more defenders on that side of the field than I you have blockers. Was, I think that was Antonio Gates Jr. Not the that. point. No, you're right. Not the point. But you expect Malik, Malik Carr. You expect Malik, Malik Carr to block there. three people. I know he's in the WWE, but he still can't do that. He's not that freak of a human athlete. Like, <laughs> oh like seriously, I don't. There are just certain points in that game. Special teams is a mystery sometimes. I still, I mean, I, I just. Ryan Eckley was the most impressive player on the field yesterday. Him and Aaron Brule had a really nice game. You know, I, I thought Aaron Brule played well. I want to give him credit because he, I think he had like eleven or twelve sacks. He had a or tackles, tackles couple, uh, sack, a couple tackles for loss. He played well. Yeah. Um, Brule and Carter were good. Carter did what he tried. Yeah. Um, I felt like Chance Rucker didn't get thrown to a lot, so I felt like that's a positive, even though. Yeah, I like um, Chance Rucker. But that a might lot. that might just been because Angelo Gross was getting picked apart. Um, Gross struggled. Uh, who else played well? Jordan Hall was fine. That's I like it. Jordan Hall Ryan, a lot. Eck- Ryan Eckley was the MVP of yesterday's football game. He was the biggest weapon for that Michigan State team. Uh, it's just the penalties, nauseating. You took eleven penalties. You can't do that. Why? Why? Yeah, no, what, a lot every- of them happened in the second half too. I think Michigan State had like three. But a like, lot of it was but, just but silly. Like on the opening, yeah, it was. The, on, like it was crazy. On the opening drive, I think Michigan there were six State in the third quarter. Looked yeah. fine. Like they got the first. They converted the third and long. It was like, okay, maybe they do have some life here. And then on second down, Malik Carr takes a holding call and completely sets everything back, and they just couldn't recover from it. Like, penalties literally have been the kryptonite of this team all year. There have been a lot of kryptonites, to be honest with you. Um, the whole the team itself is kryptonite to itself. I mean, they literally find a way, a new way, each and every week to shoot themselves in the foot. And They didn't need to yesterday. They would have lost that game by double digits. Yeah, they but they still, even, yeah. they, they could have lost that game by 20, even 30, and we could have looked at ourselves and said, Michigan's the best team in the football in the country. Michigan State tried, but it didn't even look like that last night. Like it, it didn't, but I will still say, I will still leave that saying, Michigan's the best team in the country. I'm, I But mean, Michigan was, being the best team in the country has nothing to do with what Michigan State did. You're right. Which you're is right. play like garbage. They did not play well. You are right. But at the same time, it's a game. It's over with. And they've got to figure out how to move on. And we'll see if they can do that. I haven't been able to do that in the five or four prior losses coming into this week. So You're right. I'm led to believe they won't figure it out before Minnesota on Saturday. But who well, knows? Well, you'll be there to find out. God. We're going to step aside, come back, and talk around the country college football. This is the Green and White Report on WDBM. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. Time to take a look around a crazy day of college football yesterday. A lot of upsets, a lot of... Honestly, a lot of ugly football yesterday, and that'll continue into our NFL talk from last week. There's been a lot of not pretty football the last two weeks Yes, in this world. I, I don't know. It's been weird. Um, well, like I said, we'll get more into it with the NFL with those games last Sunday because they were that was really ugly football. But Ohio State-Penn State, speaking of ugly football, yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr. is legit. Yes, no Maserati, 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 my Marv. goodness, that was terrible. That was bad. But nobody else is 
like on that team and on either team impressed me. Yeah, that although was... Penn State's corners were solid, they, but outside, of, but outside of that, like I don't know. Uh, you know, Matt, it, was, we... it was interesting for me because both of these quarterbacks have had a lot of hype. There've been a lot of expectations, and they both have been. I think placed in pretty ideal situations, um, just in terms for them to step up and succeed right away. And you know, on one of the brightest stages in college football, both of them struggled mightily, especially Drew. Um, Aller. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah Aller was. My, it, it was. That was rough to watch. Yeah. At my uh, my favorite part about the game yesterday was when Maserati Marv kept being said on the broadcast. Uh, I think it was the Sickos committee on Twitter said that implies that there's a Honda McCord out there, which Kyle <laughs> McCord sucks. I think we saw that yesterday. Did not play very well. Both quarterbacks uh, were not good. I I do think both these defensive units are both really good. Yes. Like I think I think Ohio State's done it enough against other teams to show that they are a good defense. Not just Penn State's offense sucks. Penn State's offense not very good. Um, but I think it's. Both, I think Ohio State's defense is very good. I think Penn State's defense is very good as well. Um, man, I I think you're going to see both I, those teams so, lose by double digits to Michigan. At no, least, though. I don't think so. I think both defenses are good enough. Because when we watched Michigan yesterday, which I'll get to in a second about, anyways. Um, but Michigan, like they didn't run the ball particularly well yesterday. And I don't care that they didn't have to. They didn't run the ball well against Michigan State, let alone when Ohio State. And Penn State's defensive line and lineman lineup against him, yeah, McCarthy threw well yesterday. But I don't think when he's going to have more time to throw, he's not going to have as much time to throw against Penn State and Ohio State. So, when, I, is, I know Penn, when but, has he been pressured though? Ever? Like, think about that because Michigan has the best well, offensive line in the country. And anybody? I'm Michigan not talking State's, about this year. I'm talking about even last year. Yeah. When was he pressured? He's pressured not against, at all against TCU. Not really. And he threw for near 500 he threw yards. Two pick sixes. He scored 46 points. He threw two pick sixes. They lost a football game. You're right, but they are. He's not pressured, and so like if they have the best offensive line in the country, I'm not worried about him getting pressured he, that much against Ohio State. And I think, State. but I, I think they beat they beat Penn State by double digits. I do. I, I, the only reason I don't think it's double digits is because it's at Penn State. I know it's a noon kick, which is a crime against humanity. Either um, Penn State's bad, win that game, bad as their offense looked yesterday. Penn State's and Michigan's defense is good, but I don't think. I don't think I honestly. Ohio State's offense is better than Michigan's offense. And Maybe, from, and they shut down Ohio. How State is Ohio though. State's offense better than Michigan's offense? If you say Wait, every player on yeah. their team is terrible besides Marvin Harrison, I didn't say it. When did I say ever? I said Kyle McCord is not good. You said Kyle McCord. You think is not good. you think Ohio State's offense is better than Michigan's? Yeah. Offense? Yes, I'm out on that take. Yes. They have better weapons on the outside. They have Marvin Harrison Jr. That's they true. have the best player on the field. Amika exactly. Abuka is better than every receiver plays, on Michigan. Julian Fleming is arguably better than every receiver on Michigan. Out. I don't know about that one. Out on that one. Roman Wilson's better than Julian Fleming. Uh, maybe. maybe. There are people that would make the argument that Roman Wilson's a top five receiver in college football. Stop it. You're, stop you're it. saying stop it. Like stop I'm not, it. I'm not being. I'm, there are some people that made the argument that he's the best receiver in college football. I can, which I is can not name true, five people off the top of my head. Do, go ahead. Malik Neighbors, Keon Coleman, Marvin Harrison, uh, Mika Buka. Did I say Keon already? Yeah. Uh, who's. Uh, Romo Dunze. I was going to say, Jalen McMillan. Romo Dunze, Jalen McMillan. You think Romo Dunze and Jalen McMillan? Yeah, both of them. Jalen Polk might be better than, than Roman Wilson. Roman Williams, according to Zach Slowick. Um, out on that team. Anyways, man. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. But can I call a national emergency, emergency in college football? JJ McCarthy's the Heisman favorite now. Mm -hmm. 
Why? Because he's going to win it. He's not going to win it. Because this is the argument we talked about last week. And he it's threw funny three picks against Bowling Green. You you disagreed with the argument I made last week, and you're seeing it in action. The guy that is the quarterback or somewhat would be considered the best player on the best team wins the Heisman. He's not the best player on his own team. Blake Corum's the best player on that football team, on the offensive side at least. But Defensively, it could be anybody. But but he's the quarterback. He's the leader of that team. He's going to win the Heisman. So I'm Greg McElroy he should. should have won the Heisman when he was at Alabama. A.J. McCarron didn't win a Heisman. Derrick Henry did, though. Uh, Mark Ingram actually won the Heisman when McCarron was there. But right, the point but, being, but the running back McCarthy team. McCarthy threw three interceptions against Bowling Green. He threw for 143 yards against a Mac school. Let's look up the full season stats that you're ignoring. To he threw for 156 against Nebraska. You're talking about a Nebraska game that they won uh, 45 to 10. He doesn't. He sits, goes out there, he throws 20 passes, and Matt, Michigan's defense Matt, controls the football Nobody here game. Is, is defending it. We're just saying this is likely what he is. He has thrown for 1,800 yards this year. He's 18 touchdowns to only those three picks. He's leading the country in QBR. He hasn't played a defense that can tie its own shoes. Deal with it, Matt. <laughs> I am dealing with it. That's why I'm calling a national emergency He's to the Heisman voter. He's 79% of his passes. 79%, Matt. Bo Nix has played real defenses and oh, has a 78% completion no. percentage. Bro, stop. That's a true you're, statement. You are, you are going that to. That is a true statement. You're going <laughs> to. Say it. You know. <laughs> say it. You know what's. Say it, AJ. <laughs> no. No, I won't. We'll go take ourselves off you know the FMR way. No, I will, so I, no, I will say it. it. JJ McCarthy, future Colt. Okay, oh, cool. That's that's he, he can say cool. that. He cool. can't say the other thing that. Uh, <laughs> All I'm saying, number one, Michael Penix, not the Heisman favorite. I, I'm glad Penix is the he Heisman favorite. he just sits favorite. back there, right? Yeah, he sits back there and played like <laughs> crap yesterday against Arizona State. Yes, so note note everyone. He threw two if picks yesterday. If you have one bad game, you're automatically a terrible quarterback out. and expelled from the Heisman thing unless your name out. is Bo Nix. You are but, out of the okay, Heisman but, conversation but, but, if you have no one bad game no, but, or a game with more but, than a but pick. But if you throw three picks against a Mac school, you're the Heisman favorite. Like, that's just unacceptable. Well, that's how some things work. It's not, I'm just kidding. I'm just how kidding. many Heismans have thrown three picks against a Mac school? I, I, I genuinely want that stat. Number one. I don't think anyone I, knows that off the top of their head. I don't, Matt, so. I don't think it's ever happened before because he's not the Heisman. Because you're cherry-picking a stat, man. No. That's like, the most, that's like ESPN talking about everything LeBron ever does. If, like, if LeBron is the first player ever to breathe on a Tuesday night and score on the first basket of a game when the Los Angeles Lakers played the Detroit Pistons on whatever date he's the first player to ever do it. Like that, you're getting really particular. I'm just sitting here and saying that why is McCarthy the favorite? Maybe it's just the betting odds, and the betting odds are stupid when it's still November, but the fact that he is the heavy favorite to win the Heisman right now. Uh, it's not heavy. But, but it's Penix like plus, was the heavy favorite but last it's like week. Plus, which it's, plus it was the middle of November, and I hope— 165. Also, it is um, not November. Middle right. of October, but, excuse um, me. He is plus 165, McCarthy is, and Penix is plus, like, 320. Um, and last week, Penix was minus 110, and McCarthy was plus 1,000 at second. All I'm saying— It flips like crazy. Is that— if last night was the death of Michael Penix's Heisman campaign, I'm cool with it. But if it results in J.J. McCarthy winning a Heisman, I will. Is there any quarterback besides Bo Nix that you're okay with winning the Heisman? Caleb Williams. Caleb okay. Williams is okay. the best. Caleb the, Williams was terrible both of the last two Yeah, weeks. he was not good. So, Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels is fun to watch. Yeah, on an LSU team that's Cam mid. Ward, cool, fun to watch. Washington State isn't relevant, unfortunately, and they suck at football again. So, I mean, I give it to Keon. I don't care, but <laughs> Hold on, watch. Let me, let me find I, the I, odds for the best non-quarterback because a non-quarterback will not win the high. Probably Maserati Marv. 
Probably, but I'm, but I'm just going to... We I'd cannot be more continue okay. to... A, we need to put a stop to that. We I, cannot continue to... I would be, I would be okay with Penix winning it if he continues to play well. I just don't also, think he's there. I think Vegas by the end of the year... Vegas listening to you because McCarthy's odds have gotten worse by quite a bit since you started talking. That's good. I'm glad they're he listening. Is now, uh, he was plus 160. He's now plus 250. Good. Who's the second favorite? Jordan Travis is second favorite, isn't no, he? No, Penix is plus Dylan Gabriel's been great for Oklahoma this yeah, year. Yeah, they he fell off the face of the earth on these odds when they should have lost to UCF yesterday. But um, it is McCarthy at plus 250, then Penix is plus 300. Jaden Daniels has moved down to plus 300 as well. And then Jordan Travis is plus 800. Marvin Harrison is the best non-quarterback at plus 2,500. Um, Blake Corum is plus 12,000. My issue with McCarthy winning the Heisman is that Jack Keon's plus twenty five thousand? Love it. Jack Tuttle could start for this Michigan's team, and they'd still win. They could still win the Big Ten East. Out, very out on that statement. As of right now, if Jack Tuttle starts every game, is Michigan still undefeated? As of now, yeah. yes. But you said win the Big Ten East. They're not they, they, beating Ohio State and Penn State with Jack Tuttle because JJ McCarthy. Tyler is O'Connor a beat Michigan, beat Ohio State on the road. I one I, time with the best defense in the country. Michigan has the best defense in the right. country. Jack Tuttle could go One out time. and beat Ohio State. One and, time. And that Ohio State team in 2015 was better than this Ohio State team. You're right. But that's one game that Michigan State shouldn't have won. If Michigan State plays that Ohio State team with Tyler O'Connor But O'Connor, I'm simply uh, establishing times, that Jack Tuttle could win a Big East title or Big Ten East title with no, this Michigan they're, they're roster. That's, such a, that's Washington, such a cherry Washington, no. Washington could not win without Michael Penix. Oregon could not win without Bo Nix. USC, they can't win with Caleb Williams. Jaden Daniels is the most important player at that LSU team. McCarthy is not the most important player to that Michigan team. They don't need him to win but football games. But it's never, and the and this just goes back to what we talked about last week. It's never been about who the most important player to their team is. The, the last time the national champion had a Heisman winner was what? It's been both times Alabama's won it the last couple of years when uh, Devontae when, Smith won it and then when Derrick Henry won it 10 years ago. What do you? It was Devontae Smith, and then it was uh, Joe Burrow won it in nineteen. But Joe right. Burrow was by far the best player in college football that year. Didn't matter; he played for the best. Like, but they could have won it with his backup, right? Isn't that the argument no. you're making? Because that LSU, LSU team was that LSU good. LSU would not have won without Joe Burrow. LSU was that. So then, but you're you're cherry picking arguments exactly. Here. But I'm not because watch Michigan play football, and you will know that they don't need JJ McCarthy to do JJ. Mc- Every they pass yesterday with- was a five-yard completion, and then Roman Wilson and Cornelius Johnson and Samaj Morgan all just went yards after you catch. Matt, it's you easy to say that now that, because they've been on cruise control for the last. You called the same the game that, that I watched, right? Yes. Because JJ McCarthy multiple times missed, early in that game. He missed, I, I don't. Did he complete a deep throw yesterday? I think he completed one ball for over twenty yards through the multiple air. Multiple times in one that game yesterday, air. he was under pressure. Surprisingly, got out of the pocket, extended a play, threw on the run on a dot on a third down and ten or more. Okay. So we're but we're just gonna ignore that because every pass was a five yard gain, right? He had what twenty three completions yesterday, and he had what two, three for twenty plus yards. Everything else was underneath because Michigan State plays a soft zone and lets everybody catch every pass, and then tries to do open field tackling, which never works. So this team is terribly coached. We've got a lot more college football to get to, so let's let's keep it moving. Air Force on track for a New Year's Six Bowl. I like Air Force. I don't yes. know if you guys are. I'm, yes. I'm sure that Matt's I love Air Force. I love Air Force. Okay, I was gonna say I don't know if you were watching Air Force football, but uh, mm-hmm. Zach Larry is a dog. Put him in the playoffs. Oh yeah. <laughs> put him in the playoff. They go 12 and 0 and win the Mountain West. Put him in the playoff. <laughs> okay. Um, Oregon came back and won, so now you can be happy about something, Matt. Yeah, they did win. They didn't cover though, unfortunately. But 
They wore the coolest uniforms in college football last week with the throwbacks. And Bonix is back. Not <laughs> that he ever left. He played really well against Washington, but you know for what, some Matt? reason people tried to Matt, write him off. But he didn't write back. So what? Say it, AJ. You will say it by the end of the year. I just want to hear it on these airwaves. No, worse um, has been said on these airwaves. I want yeah, you to know not, that. So. We're not going there. All right. Nobody's listening. Bama anymore. hammered Tennessee. Wow. Um, Bama hammered Tennessee in the second half. They were down 20-7 to seven at halftime and won 34-20. I, I take full responsibility for Tennessee losing that game because I texted. You take full responsibility? I do because I texted my father uh, Joe Milton's career <laughs> records against Nick Saban and then against Mel Tucker in Michigan State and had you know Tennessee taking care of business. Joe Milton would have a win against Nick Saban on the road at Alabama, but have not beaten Michigan State and Mel Tucker at home uh, until, but the stuff happened and Tennessee was, blew it. So that was in East Lansing. Like he lost to Michigan and he lost to Michigan State in Ann Arbor. No, that was twenty twenty. That game yeah. was in EL. No, that game was in Ann Arbor. The game was you're in right. The big it, house. You're right. It was in the Big House. That's yeah. right. Because there was the weird year where they had the back to back years in different places. That's right. Yeah. So that was disappointing. I was hoping that I could just sit here and say, "Hey, Joe Milton's beating ba- beating Nick Saban, but not Mel Tucker. Bring Mel Tucker back." But can't do that now. So yeah, don't don't bring Mel Tucker back. Um, but hey, it, it, Michigan State wouldn't be two and five. You're right. I said that, but there's more to it than just that, in my opinion. But anyways, Iowa man, that was tough. Oof. Can we talk? Can we all acknowledge that that was a stupid rule, and that it is a stupid rule? Yeah. Like Matt, I know you saw the return. I, I didn't. See, I was. I saw the return in the press box. I didn't see that he waved his hand. I was just told that. Basically, I was told he, he his hand didn't go he, above. No. So he was doing this. He was pointing, and then his other arm, while pointing, happened to be moving at his shoulder length in a circle while he's running for the ball, pointing, telling his teammates to let the ball hit the ground. And then he picks it up, breaks four tackles, and takes it to the house. And they reviewed it and said, fair catch. I'm just disappointed because I had Iowa minus three and a half. Tough. And, and that they would have covered, um, and so they lost. But I can't wait for a 10-2 Iowa team to play whoever comes out of the Big Ten East and gets stomped. And then still get to play in a New Year's Six Bowl. So that'll be fun watching Iowa play like... Air Force. Air, yeah, <laughs> Iowa and Air Force in the Cotton Bowl. Sign me up. Yeah. It's fire, it fires me up. I um, want it. Need it. Need. Anyways. Honestly, that wouldn't be a terrible football. Like, <laughs> No, it would be a very no, ugly but like, football ironically, game. Right, why would that fire you up? Ironically, no. No, that uh, sounds uh, like a honestly, game that would fire up Matt Merrifield. Unironically, though, <laughs> play style-wise, it would match up well because it would just be... 100 runs. But, like, it both would teams be, would match up against It might break the record of the Iowa-Minnesota game for the lowest under ever. Also, Iowa-Minnesota, no, But the Air Force scores hit. points. Like, Air Force runs, but they run it really well. Um, what was the score of that game against Navy yesterday? I think it was 17-6. Army, Army, Navy, Air Force, and Army-Navy is always... Under. Incredibly under. Like, it's the only game you're allowed to bet it, the it, under the on. The game was 0-0, and um, I showed my dad, and I said, classic military school game. Uh, and it was zero zero, and then instantly you, Zach Larrier threw a ninety four yard touchdown pass. Like as lo- I said, longest I was like, in program right, history. Gonna, yeah, I was like, I'm just gonna stop talking. And then I looked at it, and I was like, that was only the third pass attempt between these two teams in this game, and we are in the second quarter. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, Texas beat Houston. What happened to Arch Manning? Like, Ewers got hurt, and Manning didn't play. They went to Malik Murphy. What a name. Malik Murphy. I like that. Um, Arch, I don't know where the hell I think Arch it's spelled with two A's. He's two, probably two M-A-A-A-A-A-A. A's. What? Okay. Is it, wait, it's with two A's? Yeah. Oh. I, I love him. Be quiet. I, what? Stop. 
He did lead Let a game-winning drive. Fun. I'm a sicko, okay? I love dumb crap, especially in college football. It's a dumb sport. Let the dumb stuff happen. And yeah, embrace it. Yeah, got to have his fun before we have it. our fun on NBA UA, talking about UAB in Memphis played for a rack of ribs yesterday. Love it. Love Absolutely it. Absolutely love it. That is, that's that's incredible. Yeah. Iowa and Minnesota played for a 100-pound pig. A 100-pound bronze pig was on the line yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. That's yeah, and the, and the refs took it. it away. And they did take it away from Iowa. They gave it to P.J. Fleck. I'm going to go steal it next week in Minnesota. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find. I, I will find it and take a picture with it. I make. That I make that promise. That needs to be on the impact. Uh, impact social medias. I almost bought a thirty dollars replica in Iowa City two weeks ago. <laughs> Should have. You need to buy a fifty dollars one in uh, in Minnesota. That's actually a hundred pounds. Well, the real, not life size one they had was one hundred and thirty bucks. Yeah, you I, need almost, to, I almost. I almost. You need to. Spend can, I use, it? can I use the sports budget? If I no. put it in the studio, can no. I use our sports budget? <laughs> no. Denied. I'll take it up with Jeremy. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I'm just glad the bodacious poster hasn't made its way into the sports studio yet. Oh, the newspaper? I was told yeah. it wasn't allowed to come in here, but... Who told you that? You me. You told me that. I didn't tell you You very that. much told I me did. that it's not going up in the sports studio. I was studio. kidding. Oh. But, uh, Shouldn't but have told AJ me that. AJ was not kidding. Um, AJ was It'll be it. here in two weeks, AJ. It'll get... Uh, so I, won't be, I will be here next week because our flight gets in at like 8 a.m. in Detroit, so... Uh, so you're going to drive the sec- back for... The second hour of, of Green and White, I that's will be the, here. That's the commitment that you get when you listen to the Green and White I'm going to storm in after Bo Nix dominates Utah next week and just 12 yeah. o'clock, All right. I'm back. We can talk... We've got two minutes to talk Washington ASU. I... That was a weird game. I don't know if you guys stayed up for that game or not, but Penix was bad. Yeah. Um, and Washington slept, walked in, slept... The ref saved them. into that game. Um, sleepwalk? I don't know. Anyways, they were not good. And Shout out the refs for saving Washington. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, also Utah beat USC. Walked them off after blowing a two-score lead. And Virginia, one of the worst teams in college football, upsets UNC in Chapel Hill. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, you, losing to Virginia in football is a hate crime against your own school. Like... What are you doing? Yeah, it was it was brutal. But uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to step aside, come back in a minute, and we'll talk some NBA, NBA preview. Excited to get it going. On the other side of the break, this is the Green and White Report. Welcome back to the Green and White Report on WDBM East Lansing. It's finally time for a few of us that enjoy this time. It's NBA season. It's basketball season. We're going to have a full Michigan State basketball preview next week. I know there's a couple exhibitions this week, but we're going to have a full Michigan State basketball preview on next week's show leading up to Michigan State-Tennessee exhibition on Impact A9FM. But it's going to be a fun time. But let's talk some NBA. We're now joined by resident Pistons sweatshirt-wearing Jack Moreland. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show. (laughs) Thank you. Also, uh, make sure to check out photos. They might have been the best thing to come out of Spartan Stadium last night was Jack Moreland's photos. So Thanks. Make sure to check yeah, that out. It was all Michigan highlights. Yeah, but there were photos there. That's true. It's photos true. were taken. Yes, action was stopped. Yeah, that it was. Facts. How many quality photos of Michigan State, do you like of them doing good things, do you have, Jack? I think like two. And it was Kate and Hauser. Last night. Oh, like, oh. You mean all season or just no, last no, night? No, just last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got Kate and Hauser like dropping back one time. <laughs> before he got dropped. <laughs> yeah. In like the two and a half seconds he had maybe before yeah. he got hit. Well, that's great. Great. Do you have picture. them jumping up and down after the false start on the first drive? Yeah. Dylan Tatum. See, I thought he was a, doing cool like Give Dylan Tatum there, throwing but. somebody on every other punt. Like it felt like every punt <laughs> he was throwing somebody to the ground. And I thought he was going to get a penalty. He never did. Um, but thank you. Doing God's work. 
Happy to do it, man. It's fun. Yeah, all of our articles and everything on Impact 89FM. By the way, best uh, website for a college radio station in the country. College uh, radio out, station um, school. Yeah, shout out Impact 89FM. Shout out Jake Rhodes. Uh, he's been killing it. Uh, so whenever you go look at our articles on impact89fm.org, go uh Look at the photos at the top. It's probably Jack Moreland or our other photographers that have been killing yeah, it too. They've all been doing um, great. Avery Cattell's been really good. Mm-hmm. Peyton, is it Skiver or Skyver? I feel bad. I believe it's Skyver. Skyver, Cole okay. Um, yeah, Cole Pinnell's been doing Angela it as well. Savino. Yes. Everybody is. Shout uh, out everybody. Shouting out these photo <laughs> squads. Let's get into the NBA though. Starts on Tuesday. Lakers, Nuggets, Warriors, Suns. Did you guys see the TNT graphic, by the way, that everybody's talking about? No, it's like Jokic. the beginning things and it's all the different teams and it's... The Celtics aren't playing on opening night, and they put Tatum on it and didn't put Jokic. Crazy. <laughs> like they, he won a title. Not he did all this stuff, and he still can't, uh, still can't win it because you know he's just. I don't know what can he, what else does he need to do to get to be able to actually be, like, considered that level. What, the Joker? The superstar level. Well, the thing for Joker, I got to hop in real quick. It's not the fact that he's not good at at basketball, because obviously he's won multiple MVPs, just won the championship. It's the fact he hates the game for some reason. He treats it as a job. I'm out on that take. And now that's the whole reason they don't market him as much as they do. You can't have your main guy of the league saying, I don't really like basketball that much. It's still a job. I'm I'm out on that take, though. (laughs) I I don't think that, yeah. I, I think that at the end of the day, He's I think he loves the game. Yeah, no, he he's um, <laughs> he loves the game. He's he why are you are you laughing at me? No, <laughs> um, oh. but yeah, it's it'll be interesting. What are you most excited to see this season? Yes. Oof, man. I, you know, I, honestly, I think the Western Conference is going to be loaded. I think Blood they're down. they're about maybe just under like half a dozen teams that really have you know conference finals or finals aspirations. So. Yeah, there are. I think there are eleven teams that are plus money to miss the playoffs in the West, which, math-wise, doesn't really work because only right. eight can make the playoffs. Right. Like there are eleven teams that people think are more likely than not to make the playoffs. Yeah, mm. it's in it's, the West, which is just man, crazy. It's gonna be in, incredible. And then you know you have you factor in teams that are probably slated to break out, like the Thunder. The Thunder could win fifty plus games this year. Top four seed in the West. Ooh. That's my take. It could happen. So SGA Dark Horse MVP. Ooh. Even though I didn't say that on the courtside combo. Also, shout out courtside combo. Um, if you Facts, want more of a man. preview, go take a listen to uh, courtside combo. It was yeah. Show us some love, man. It was an episode, man. First episode. The first episode young. was an episode. Oh yeah, yeah. It was terrific. But no, there's there's gonna be a lot to like, um, and I'm I'm excited to see how things are out west, and of course the Pistons. But we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. J-Mo, what are you most excited to see? I'm excited to see freak time in Milwaukee, man. Like, I don't know. It's a surface-level take. time? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Dame likes the nickname, but it's too good to not use it. But I don't know. It's it's pretty surface-level. Like, that was the biggest move of the offseason. Yeah. But I'm, I don't know. It just Dame is a fun player to watch, and now he's got next to the top three player in the league. So I I'm mean, stunned we didn't get a Matt know. Merrifield take on the um, freak time in Milwaukee <laughs> statement that just was made. What, wait, I just missed something. I just found out there's former sports director Luke Sloan's car got towed in East Lansing. Last oh, that's time. brutal. <laughs> Shout former out Pace. Host, uh, or former host of the Green and White Report. But um, no, he said the thing he was most excited about for the season is freak time in Miami. Or in Milwaukee, because that's what they call... Uh, I feel like Miami is the better place to find freak time. Yeah, but. you would think that's why it's fun, dude. Freak time in Milwaukee. Hey, there was an orgy in the end zone yesterday in East Lansing. <laughs> shout out RG3. Yeah, shout out RG3. <laughs> All right, 
So, I'm most excited to just kind of see the way that I like the West like that. Yeah. Um, I also I just want to see these young guys. And I'm we've got a question in a minute. We're going to talk about the rookies, but man, I'm I'm pumped to see these young teams. Mm-hmm. There's pretty much every team that like there's something I want to watch with every team in the NBA this year. And it was the same with last year, except for like maybe the Raptors. I'm sorry for Toronto fans out there for the slander, but like mm-hmm. I, I don't care to tune into a Raptors game. Yeah, they'll still be entertaining. You know, they have a handful of guys that are super fun to watch. Um, they got to get it together, though. They played really selfishly last year, and Masai talked a lot about that, their GM. like, mm-hmm. And I think that was a part of, honestly, why Nurse ended up leaving. But, yeah, it's going to be fun regardless. Yeah, they're – I mean, even Portland's going to be a blast to watch. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And – Washington is going to be a blast to watch them melt down oh because gosh. Jordan Poole and uh, Kyle Poole Kuzma experience? are going to shoot uh, 50 shots a game, and it's just going to be electric. Who does Kyle Kuzma play for now? The Wizards. Him and Jordan Poole are teammates, and they're the only two like real like scorers on that team. So Kuzma and Poole are going to just shoot the ball 800 times I a game. Who is, who is the head coach for the Wizards? I forget. Is it what, still West Coast? Kevin Ollie should be their head coach. <laughs> I think it's still West Matt Merrifield's stop. only NBA take is that he's high on Kevin Ollie. I love Kevin Ollie. You know what? That is I love stop. Just stop. <laughs> he's a player development guy. He's a player development. Hey, Oster Thompson, or however you say it. Sorry. All because of Kevin Ollie. Can't, when he wins rookie crazy. of the year. When he wins rookie of the year, no, Kevin Ollie's getting no. thanked in that speech. Get out of here. Wait, bro. Why? Because he worked played at the overtime elite academy. Where I didn't realize Kevin Ollie was there. That, that's, yeah. where he, that's where he went after yeah. he got fired from UConn. Yeah, he's a player development guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Get Taj Gibson I show up s- as a Wizards coach? No. Oh, power West forward. Also. Okay. Taj Gibson's on the Wizards? <laughs> no, I, I feel know. really I bad for I didn't West. think Taj Gibson was still in the league. Shout out Anton Jameson. Oh, goodness. The coldest. Um, I feel bad for Wes Unsell Jr. No, he, Tosh Gibson is still in the league at 38 Good years old. Him, still, still kicking with the Wizards. Still collecting checks. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's the way to do it. That's on some uh, Chase Daniel NFL type stuff. Collecting checks to just kind of be there. Oh, yeah. No, nah, that was Udonis Haslam, actually. But, oh, yeah. um, hey, no, don't disrespect Real Udonis Haslam. UD is a guy. No, okay? he is. He is. But yeah. he literally I mean, just sat culture. there and played Bro, like I'm, four games. When and I say collecting paid. checks, I mean that in a good way. Oh. Like Rudy Gay's still collecting checks. Man. Not anymore. Like, the, been... the Warriors just cut him. Oh, really? Yeah, like yesterday. Oh, <laughs> that dude has been in the league my whole life. <laughs> he has. Like, literally. But yeah, they, they cut him yesterday. Can I say something that no. I'm not excited? Oh, no, I'm never mind. That I'm not excited to see this year in the NBA? What's These that? terrible jerseys, man. They all Oh, yeah, the City Edition suck. suck. Except the Sun. The yeah. Sun's ones are cool, but they're I so I feel like boring. with the Sun's color scheme, it has to be cool. Like, well, they, everything you do They has branched to be cool. out. There's some teal. A them. lot of these teams what? would be better off if they were to just literally use their throwbacks and just edit them a little bit. Like, yeah. If you I run out of jersey ideas, stop making new jerseys every year. Facts. Exactly. I like... I know so there are a lot. Of, there are also a lot of people that have really sick designs on yeah. social media. Just hire one of them to design the jersey. No, really. Like I don't understand how a room full of people can approve some of the jerseys that come out. Like <laughs> if I, I see, if I happen to turn on a Bulls game accidentally and they're wearing those jerseys, their city jerseys, I'm turning it off. I'm finding something else. I'm watching. Friends. I love how you just said accidentally. I'm never going to watch game. the Bulls on purpose. But that's the other team that I was not excited to watch. I mean, at least they have Levine and DeRozan, I guess. But like, I'm not excited. The Bull. If no. the Bulls are playing the Raptors. I can guarantee you I'm not watching. Man. I mean, I guess maybe to just hear DeRozan's DeRozan's daughter scream, but that's about it. Shout out DeRozan, former king of the north. Yeah. Yeah. Future Sacramento king? Mm. No. No. (laughs) No. I was like, what? No. Um, Who's your breakout? Put him on the Mavs. 
The Mavs just pay those three players and have no other players on their entire roster. I mean, they already only pay two players and have nobody else on their roster. But Facts. anyways, um, I mean, could could LeBron James elevate that that Dallas Mavericks roster? If you took Kyrie off or Luka off, could LeBron elevate that uh, Mavs roster to a playoff spot? LeBron on the Mavs is like a crime. I don't know. <laughs> no, but like I'm saying, look at that roster. Like That's how terrible that roster is. The league is afraid of a LeBron James Grant Williams pick and roll. <laughs> yeah, like come on, man. Grant Williams is your third option. That dude's a beast. That was my breakout player, actually. That's really? where we were going. No. <laughs> I was, I was like, say, what? I was like, Jamo, what are we what? doing right now? All right, who is your breakout player though, Jack? Go ahead. Well, I don't know. Is Tyrese Halliburton already broken out? I think he could take another jump. Okay, yeah. I don't know. He's I've... he's broken out, but they gotta win. Yeah, I was going to talk about the Pacers for like four of the topics that we have here, but I'm excited about this team, man. I don't know. I just think he's got a lot of weapons. Dude, the Tyrese to Obi Toppin connection is already there maybe a little bit. 20 and 10 last season. Yeah, okay, yeah, maybe he's already broken out a little bit. but <laughs> He has. He, just, he could take another jump, though. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just excited to see. I really, really like this Pacers team. I don't know. The, and the, Eastern, the Central Division, the Eastern Conference, is kind of fun to watch. I love the Pistons. Yeah. Pacers are exciting. Free time in Milwaukee. I mean, what's not to like? Fair enough. Except the Bulls. I don't yeah, like the Bulls. except the Bulls. Yeah, they're a little boring. You got the Cavs, too. Yeah. Uh, the Cavs are dogs, though. <laughs> I think... I picked uh, the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Final. I think the real... Yeah, that was... Courtside. The real breakout day. guy this year is Killian Hayes. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. One, he needs one more year. He needs one more year. <laughs> he averaged 10 and 6 actually, last year. Actually, okay, if you want to hear a narrative, I actually <laughs> am... I've all, always been uh, a Killian Hayes guy. I felt like... That's yeah, true. Too, oh, I love it. Yeah, I'll, like, I'll, I'll push this with you this year. No, actually, and because I watched five minutes of their preseason game last Thursday against I don't know who they were playing, San Antonio, I think. And uh, Killian Hayes walked the ball up the floor, dribbled for 15 seconds, and took a step back three <laughs> and bricked it. And I looked, told myself that guy is going to be that's that that's guy's Matt that, that's my guy player. this year. <laughs> like that was awful basketball, but I want him to be good. If you want to see more of that, look watch Jordan Poole this season. Yeah, that's all. Jordan yeah, but Jordan Poole, Poole hits those shots. Killian Hayes shoots not not every <laughs> night. Not <laughs> every night. Killian shot twenty eight percent from deep last year. Jordan Killian? Poole literally will go. <laughs> yeah, but he takes a lot of mid range jumpers though. He doesn't even shoot that many threes. Jordan Poole will literally go one night where he is shoot where he scores forty one, and then the next night where he goes like one of seven. From three and or one of seventeen. What did he have? He literally did this like two days ago. Yeah, he, did. he had forty-one, and then he went like one of seventeen from the field mm-hmm. and zero of eight from three or something like that. He's a floor the general, night. though. I'm just I'm just killing without scoring. You know? Killian Hayes. Yes, he does. He had so much hate without scoring. <laughs> and should the Pistons have taken Hal Burton? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but breakout player. Just although, wait. Although at the draft time though. A lot of people love that Killian Hayes pick. A lot mm-hmm. of people, do. myself included. But no, and here's the thing Tyrese too. I'll so just good. say this: you know, he just shot like this. every single really year, amazing. every single year, there's a, a a guard or someone from from Europe or Australia and Chris Nitikalinta or however the hell you say it. Who? Or huh? Frank? Frank? Nick, Frank? Oh, Frank Milikina? No, but this is <laughs> yeah, this like is that's, the, like, this that's is what the I point. Think of. Emmanuel no. Moutier. Dante. Well, Moutier was Moutier was from Dante. He just went to China for a year. Yeah, but Dante yeah. Exum. <laughs> no, but he's Australian. No, literally, though, does though, that count? Three of the guys you guys mentioned: so Nilikina, Matt um, Delvadova, Exum. Stop. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> Exum and Hayes. All of these guys were drafted, and on draft day, you know, analysts and and teams alike said these are going to be project guys. It's going to take a minute, but that just you know, means the, this thing. The, the reward is going to be. <laughs> That's code for they suck. No, it's no, not. No, it's not, Matt. No, it's not. Matt, stop, bro. Just Bilal Koulibaly is a Bilal great. Bilal Koulibaly. That dude is 
Fun to watch. Of the man. players you Wizards just named legend. that are project guys, how many of them have made an all-star team? Well, there's more than that's just my those point, guys. Man, None because of them because one that's worked. Them. No, but I'm saying though, the league doesn't have patience for that anymore. The league mm-hmm. isn't patient anymore. You know, you, you know who sucked. You know Kevin who sucked the first, you know who sucked the first two years of his career, and he came from Europe. The best international import point guard of Dirk? all time is Steve Nash. Um, I don't even know. I mean, no one's arguing against that. And he came from Canada, Canada which is but basically like, Euro. But like nobody's. Uh, I mean, I guess Tony Parker. <laughs> Tony Parker. I would say Tony. Tony Parker. Parker. I think. I think. I think. I think you could argue. Nash. Yeah, you could argue Parker, especially in terms of career. Like, I think Parker's got a strong case against him. But Nash's peak was higher. I would argue. Yeah, Parker's. but does Tony Parker get referenced in rap songs? Steve Nash does. <laughs> and this is why Matt Merrifield is not an NBA guy. Dude, there's probably some crazy French rap. <laughs> Talking about Tony Parker like Tony used to rap. Parker, did he really? Yeah, that's wild. Feels like every NBA point guard raps now. Yeah, but Tony Parker, oh, yeah. Dame. I don't see it. <laughs> All right, breakout team, Jack. Here comes your Indiana Pacers. Well, yeah. Wait, <laughs> I got a breakout player. Oh yeah, go ahead, Cade. Oh. I forgot. None of, we oh. got so sidetracked that none Cade. of us said Killian's gonna take his He's on my spot. shirt right now. Cade, what? Dope <laughs> shirt. Cade Cunningham will be breakout player of the year. I talked about it a little bit on the courtside convo, but, you know, there are a lot of writers, I feel like, who have sort of thrown – they throw shade at Cade when mm-hmm. they mention him. Like, they'll say – Bar. They'll talk about he's – facts. They'll say he's <laughs> terrific or whatever, but they'll, you know, say, oh, I don't know if he's a top 100, top 75 guy. I don't really care where you put him. Cade but- Cunningham is a really, really good player, and I said this uh, once again on the podcast a couple days ago. He's a Brandon Roy type of guy, not from their playing styles, but just mm-hmm. based on the fact that in his prime, you will be able to build around him, a championship caliber team around him, regardless of wherever you want to rank him, whether that's 5, 10, 15, 20, wherever. 25, 30? So, so wait, Franz Wagner's considered a top 50 player in the league, and Cade isn't considered a top 75 Yes. That's just blasphemy. There are a lot of, there are a lot of writers who say things like that. And it's, a lot of people like Franz Wagner a lot, though. He was really yeah, good I mean, this summer fine. at the FIBA World Cup. He's been playing really well. He averaged almost 20 a game last year. Kate has been dominating this summer, though. Everywhere yeah. he's popped up, he's he's shown out. But I yeah. think I think he's this so year, good, man. I don't know what his stat line was the year before last, because obviously he only played in like 12 games last season. But I think this year he could average, you know, 22, 8, and 6. Yeah. 8 yeah. rebounds or 8 assists? Mm. It's an important distinction. I'm saying assists. That's what I was thinking assists, too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but honestly though, I don't They're know. Just on you, the same way. It could be like it could be it could go down because I think Thompson is going to have a really big role in this offense, and he's a big time playmaker. And so I think yeah. he could average like five plus assists, which will probably take a little bit away from Cade. All right, I'm gonna go with the guy that I should have mentioned on the podcast and didn't, and I texted AJ later that night about it. Keegan Murray. Yes. That's a great pick. Keegan Murray is a dog. That guy gets buckets, and he's going to be so good in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. All right. Can I change my breakout player real quick? Sure. Real quick. And then we got breakout Can I say team? Jonathan Kaminga? I like that Dude, pick, too. I think okay. with Chris Paul running the – there's going to be a lot of movement in the offense. CP3. He's looking good in preseason already. Kaminga's, he's for Kaminga's good. I like that. Tyrese Halliburton's already here. All right. Breakout team. Let's breakout go team is tough. With these, but honestly, I'm going to go I'm gonna go the Thunder. Um I know you, that was probably yours, but they're they're going to be big time. You know, they get Chet back. All of their pieces are, are back. It's It's been a quiet storm brewing in the Thunder. And the scary thing is, is that they are just getting started. Mm-hmm. Sam Presti has a treasure chest worth of draft picks for like the next 15 years. So Maybe like 15 treasure chests worth of draft picks. It's facts. insane. So whenever, if and when they decide to go all in on a superstar, the next superstar to become available, there's a good chance they might get him. But regardless, though, they're going to continue to draft well and – 
they're going to be really, really good for, I'd say, probably the next 15 years, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah. I, I would agree. I believe it. I don't know. Um, I was going to say Pacers, but I kind of like the Nets this year. I feel like they're kind of flying under the radar. Yes. People are excited mm. about when the Ben trade Simmons, DPOY. Oh. Kevin Ollie, oh. assistant Stop. coach. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I like, I like what the Nets have. I think people kind of forgot about it with all the movement. The East is kind of top-heavy, but there's a lot of space for a team like that to just kind of – I heard somebody talked about the Nets, and I really agree with what they said about it. They said every one of those players that they have is just like one option too high. Mike Calbridge would be an elite number two. Mm-hmm. Spencer Dinwiddie would be an elite number three. Yeah. Like those Cam Johnson, an elite like number three, four option on a mm-hmm. team. All those guys are just a little too I love Mike Calbridge. I think he's great. Yeah. But I think all those guys, they just are missing that go-to guy. But I think what they're betting on is that all of those guys are still pretty young, and they, they were are. all in smaller roles before. And so I think they're betting on all of those guys being able to take another step forward, yeah. which I think they're capable. I think of they doing. can, and I think Bridges has the ability to be an elite number one. I yeah. love Cam Johnson. Yes, I just don't love the rest of that team. If it, although if you bench a couple starters, Cam Thomas is the best player in the league. So, <laughs> whenever the starters are not playing on your team, Cam Thomas is dropping fifty, dude. But when you, they actually start him with the starters, he doesn't do anything. Even Nick Claxton, respecter on the mic yes. as well, dude does yes. not get any is, love. Is this the year Zion finally stays healthy? No. That's another question. Like if somebody if, picks if, Zion if does, for MVP um, on the courtside combo. If he does, oh, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Joe Dez. Joe, was you? No, we were going by narratives. I said Luca's probably going to win it, but I'd say you should watch out for Zion because if he comes back healthy, there's oh. a chance he does. Purely from narrative. I want to make that clear. I'd not say yeah. Zion's going to be the best player in the league. Hey, no, the Pelicans could be really that, good. The this Pelicans year. are my breakout no. team. Simply just looking at the roster, and there's a lot of names I recognize. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Matt Merrifield because, has no idea because about the I don't NBA. really know. I don't know. I'm going to be honest who the breakout team is. So, I mean, McCollum, yeah. Ingram, Zion. Jonas Valanciunas at the five. Dog. Just if they can stay healthy, probably not going to happen. Zion's fat, but. Shout out Gumbo. <laughs> is that his nickname or is that just what he eats? No, that's just, it's just New Orleans. Oh. New Orleans it's food, yeah. Well. When, have, you, have you ever heard anybody call Zion Williamson Gumbo? <laughs> have you ever heard that? <laughs> what is going on on this show today? I wouldn't, like, my father has called Zion Williams fat on multiple occasions. I commend anyone that is uh, sticking with us here. I hope you guys are having fun because this show has gone I off the rails. I told my parents to listen to this. Um, so shout out J-Mo's parents. This show has gone off the rails. All right, let's keep things going. Let's go. We're going to... We already talked about the Pistons. Uh, we're going to go oh. best league pass team because we got to get through this. We still got to get to NFL. Sure. Uh, my best league pass team, I will say, if, it, if it's not the Spurs, obviously, oh, yeah. I'm going to say off the top of my head the Hornets just based on the simple fact that mm-hmm. LaMelo Ball is back, and I think he is one of the most, if not the most, probably entertaining guard to see. I think I've likened his game to sort of like what Jason Williams was when he came into the league where there's just at least White one chocolate. or two things. Yeah, there's like one or two things he's he does every night that, that goes viral. Um, That's so. fair. I, I like, also you gotta you gotta bring in announcers to the uh, like broadcasters yes. to the league pass and Eric Collins is electric. Mm, yes. You would like him. Watch the <laughs> Hornets. Wait, that, oh, the Hornets? Oh, I know who he is. Yeah. He calls, he calls, calls yeah, no. <laughs> he called Virginia, Maryland he a couple weeks ago. Yes. That was awful. I'm sorry, I can't get behind that. You can't get behind him. It was so Watch bad. Watch his basketball. Oh, I've heard. Bridges. It's electric. <laughs> Stop. Um, I know. I know who he is. All right, my my best league best team. I think the Warriors are a good one. Ooh. Um, just because I'm. I mean, it's always it's Steph Curry, mm-hmm. and what is he going to do? They're going to be fun. 
I think that, but when I think League Pass teams, I think like sicko teams. <laughs> oh, um, Terry, and, two beauties. Oh, goodness. Yeah, that's <laughs> Eric College for you. But I think that it's going to be, I'm going to go with the, weirdly, the Portland Trailblazers. I was seeing that like too. Shaden Sharp, Scoot Henderson. Um, Anthony Simons. Simons. Everyone's forgotten about him. DeAndre Ayton, Jeremy Grant. Going to dominate in, in, uh, <laughs> we'll in Portland, I, like I he says. Portland motivates him. If he, I said this <laughs> on Courtside Combo. Eyes. I said this on Courtside Combo. When DeAndre Ayton like, plays like he knows he's seven feet tall, he's one of the best centers <laughs> in the league. Yeah. But like, it just looks like he forgets he's seven, like he forgets as, he's as that big. As a tall big. person, sometimes you forget you're that tall. I can't <laughs> confirm. Now I'm only 6'4 and he's 7 feet, but it's a little... Quote of the episode. You sometimes do forget, you forget sometimes. You're sometimes, you, sometimes you just don't feel tall. <laughs> what is happening? What? <laughs> I'm that's just trying the, to provide that's some the perspective. title right there, Jodez. What is happening? <laughs> I'm trying to provide some perspective and right. it happens. Let's go, let's go with... Your league pass team, JMO, oh. and then we'll go top three rookies what is to watch. A, what what's a league pass? So team? league pass is like what it's like the NFL Sunday ticket. Okay, I know, like like the team you watch on on league oh, pass, like your so favorite the, team to. Oh, it's your favorite team to watch, basically. You're, you're, but like it's not your favorite team; it's just like a really fun team to watch. Yeah, that's got why it. we're okay. saying really good, but that makes sense. And that's why we were saying sicko teams. Like both the teams we mentioned might be worst in the bottom three teams. Got it. That makes sense. That's great. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think it has to be the Spurs. Like, well, yeah. Jeremy Sohan is must-watch TV. Malachi Branham. You're naming the one guys you that see. I'm not thinking of must-watch TV. Trey but. Jones <laughs> is that guy. He is. They picked up someone in the draft too. I got, they got a couple rookies from pretty good. <laughs> Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's answer. That's what I was alluding to. Yeah, that's um, it. There's no other reason to watch yeah. the Spurs. Besides Shout out the Indiana Pacers, dude. Watch Shout out Devin Vassell's uh, massive contract. Yeah, homie just got paid. He did. And I, I was talking to my dad about the Spurs and talking to him about Devin Vassell's contract, and my dad was like, I don't know who that is. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, you told me enough. about Devin Vassell getting a contract. I'm like, why? Yeah, we we talked about this on the last episode, too. $135 million? Yeah. That's a little... Pay that, man. That's interesting. Shout out. Florida Jonathan State. Taylor had to fight and scrap for $10 million a year. <laughs> well, this isn't the Colts, okay? It's the Spurs. It's the NBA versus... <laughs> the, NBA, the NBA just hands out money to people. Whoa. That's because the NBA makes kids. money. The NFL is the... Nobody makes more money than the NFL. Right, but, but the NFL owners are never cheap. Mind. Anyways, we're not going to go uh, to my, that. My league pass team, even though I don't have league pass, oh, okay, um, the Houston Rockets. No, out on that. Actually, I love Thompson. Dylan, the villain. Okay, so his league pass team. His Fred Van Fleet. I like Amin Thompson. I like Jalen Green. I think there's a decent Jabari Smith should have been a Piston. Thank God he wasn't. No, he should not have been. Brendan was all over him being a Piston. No. Who did they? I was not very good on They fell in the lottery and ended up getting a better player out of it. It was either Ben Caro or... Aaron Holiday. Jay Sean Tate. Never forget when he retweeted. Or he called. got into an argument on Twitter with Michael Mark. That's crazy. Over, really? Yeah, yes, over Ohio did. State basketball wow. two years ago. It was hilarious. That's awesome. That's a story for later, but that was funny. All right, quick rapid-fire finals matchup. Rapid-fire finals matchup? Yeah. Um, no explanation. Just give it. I got you. Um, Suns, Celtics. I like Nuggets, Bucks. Matt. Uh, give me LeBron, whoever the hell he's playing. I know he's playing for the <laughs> Lakers. <laughs> I know he's playing for the Lakers, but like, let's say he gets traded. LeBron versus the Heat. Okay. Ooh. I'm going to go Warriors Bucks. All right. That'll wrap it up for our NBA preview. We're going to step aside, be back with some NFL storylines, and then get into our NFL pick'em. Uh, it was a rough week for those of us not named AJ Evans last week in the pick'em. We'll be back 
This is the Green and White Report on WDBM East Lansing. Welcome back to the Green and White Report on WDBM East Lansing. Zach Sardenic, AJ Evans, Matt Mirafield, and it's NFL time, so you already know who's stepping on. Welcome back to the mic, Jack David. You already know. How are you guys doing? We're doing okay. How are you? I'm doing pretty good right that now. That last segment was a little interesting. So um, I, it was very least, fun in the in the. I'm glad you had fun. I hope that. you guys out at in Radio World had fun. Um, I've always wanted to say that, like TV in, Land, in Radio, Radio World, World. You know, yeah. it's just it's just a part of the gig. But let's talk some NFL storylines. What a week of upsets and what a week of ugly football last week yeah, was. Yeah, no kidding. Like the Jets, also the Eagles. We can get into that a little bit. What in the world were you doing at the end of that game? I, who Who's to know? I mean, they are really missing Shane Steichen. And how Steichen. are they favored against Miami tonight? Uh, it's in Lincoln Financial uh, Field, right? It's at Philly. Yeah, but but still. Uh, uh, that's tough. Yeah, that's going to be a that, – that game's going to come down to the final drive, but – I would probably take the Dolphins. So yeah, I agree. It's kind of weird that they are favored, especially after last week. But yeah, a lot, a lot of bad football last week. A lot of bad, including the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, losing to the Cleveland Browns. I mean, uh, Jake Moody had a chance to win it, and he missed it. He sold. Yeah, he did. That um, was tough. The wind, the wind did really take that kick, but that's tough. What are you gonna do? I mean, that Cleveland defense, to that, that's probably the best defense in the league now. They yeah. are. So good, um, but I, still the Brock Purdy can't you can't play like he did. He that was no. probably his worst game in the NFL. Uh, he didn't far. have his weapons. That's McCaffrey true. and Samuel got hurt. Right when McCaffrey got hurt, uh, I forget when in that game he got hurt. It was it was somewhat early. He yeah, still somewhat early on. The offense just stopped. Yeah, still scored a touchdown though because that's what he does every mm-hmm. week. Safest bet of all time is uh, Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown score. He scored in fourteen straight weeks. It's insanity. But, yeah, that was rough. But that does mean the Lions are now tied for the best record in football, AJ. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Incredible performance once again. I don't know that I'd call it incredible. It was just no, kind of there. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're rolling, so it was incredible to me. But, <laughs> That's fair. No, it, it, it was great to see. Um, man, I could, I, you know, the fan turnout has been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a, a lot of the – National media talked about that. I mean, this is why Detroit is a good sports city. Or sports exactly, city. for real. Matt Hello, Mayerfield. Hello, Joe Des, <laughs> Matt. What? What's up? So this is why Detroit is a good sports city. Exactly. I mean, we haven't talked about the best team in the city right now. It's the Red Wings. That's very true. They we haven't talked really about the NHL so right far. Now. Yeah, we need to get some NHL talk in uh, in a little bit. Tune in to Behind the Mask as well if you're interested in NHL talk. Um, those guys are killing it. But yeah, no, the Red Wings are on fire right now yeah it was terrific to see i also just want to say too um i i feel like he's really polarizing but you know williams recording that touchdown i think was big but he he really impressed me he's good he's really good he is good and i'm i'm big on him i know a lot of people necessarily aren't and i know his career hasn't gotten off to the most ideal start but i didn't even realize that people were like not on board with jameson williams i don't know i haven't heard good back to nba talk quickly uh steven adams is having season-ending surgery Mm -hmm. Oh, so he's going to miss the Who's whole season. Who does he even play for? The Grizzlies. Yeah. Oh, he still plays for the Grizzlies? Season-ending yeah. surgery on what? His knee? I don't know. Shams just said, Grizzlies center Steven Adams will undergo season-ending surgery. Shout out, Shams. He couldn't put the rest of it in there, apparently, because, uh, you know, you got to make sure he beat Woj. Mm-hmm. They have, like, actual detail. beef, too. Yeah, your idols turn into your rivals, right? <laughs> I guess so. He was, like, his mentor and everything. Yeah. And then... Yeah. I it's like... I love what when they like, just, what do you have beef over, bro? Bringing it back to NFL, I love when those guys just randomly like leak NFL news just because. 
like uh like just, Schefter. Yeah. Well, no, like when oh. Shams and Woj just get yeah. NFL stuff and leak it. Um, yeah, Woj typed more out. That's why he lost the race. Uh, he oh, said really? knee injury. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Shout so Woj too. Yeah. Anyways, the Jaguars. We'll talk AFC South, Matt. The Jaguars have quietly found themselves at five and two. It's not pretty, but they keep winning. The South sucks. I mean, the Jaguars, they played, what, New Orleans on Thursday? Mm-hmm. Yes. New Orleans isn't good. Um, but, I mean, props to them. They're a good football team. Trevor Lawrence is a very good quarterback, obviously. And the Colts can't get out of their own way. Uh Mania, not back. We'll see today. I don't even know who. They play the Browns you today. play the Browns. They do. Three and a half point dogs okay. at home. Sean Watson's back. Because that changes everything. The Colts, oh, that might, I mean, I don't know. No, I mean, the Colts are wearing their new Indy Knights Jersey is what they're called. There's some I don't know what they call their black Knights, home yeah. Indiana Knights at, 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 at one o'clock <laughs> at one p.m. It's a one p.m. kick and they're wearing their all black helmets and I'm like why? I I don't get it. Um, they look nice. They don't. They really they really they don't. Except they don't. I'm not a fan. Um, so we'll see. Hey, the roof is open. The windows are closed. Which the Colts are undefeated when those and playing in those conditions at Lucas Oil. That is the most like. I'm a fan. Yeah, of course you know uh, that. I, well, not, part, not even of course you know that. Of course you're thinking about that. The best part is I wasn't even the one that found that stat. Nick Burke sent that to me earlier this week because he's a Browns fan. So, oh, so he just so he he saw that, that on Twitter. Oh, and was it's like, the Nick Burke versus Matt Merrifield bowl. Oh, it yes, is. It is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Wait, you think about this. <laughs> even, All right, oh, these wow. are these things are very important. To it's everyone. very important. Yeah, I mean the AFC South's not good. Bills Giants was an awful football game as well. <sighs> um, the Giants should have won that game. Yeah. Um. How do you get to the one-yard line twice and not score? The first time, you run the ball with Saquon. A lot of people are hating on them for running with Saquon. I get it. He's your best player. He's one of the best running backs in football. Put the you ball get him hands. to get one yard. Yeah. The second time, you don't run the ball on an untimed down from the one-yard line. Hand the ball to Saquon. Mm-hmm. I get it. He didn't score the first time. You got to think he's got to have a chance. I will also say, though, that play call that they ran was not a bad play call in terms of, like, play design. Yeah, it was. The jump throw. Mm -hmm. It was just a very good play by the defensive back to knock that ball away. Exactly. But, I mean, they do have the best, like, well, maybe the second best. I have to push a narrative in a minute. But backup quarterback in football in Tyrod Taylor that's Mm -hmm. just always there. And he's always going to do, he's always going to do what he does. He'll never be able to live up to Michigan State legend Brian Hoyer. Ah, but, yeah. I see. Okay. He's starting today, too. Yeah, he is. For the Raiders. Um, it's going to be Brian Hoyer you versus talk Tyson about still Brian Hoyer starting? Yes. Yes. You want to talk about still collecting checks? <laughs> what are we doing? What are we? Garoppolo's what are we? Garoppolo's hurt. Yeah, yeah, where's Aiden O'Connell? Not not better than Brian Hoyer. I guess so. That's Where's Jarrett Stidham? <laughs> not I don't even think with he's still the Raiders on the anymore. Wait, is he on the Raiders? I mean, I don't think they're employing four quarterbacks, so That's, no. Yeah. But uh, Brian Hoyer, you want to talk about collecting checks. Hoyer's been in the league for 15 years. Where is Jarrett Stidham in these he's days? A, he's in Denver. Start Jarrett Stidham over Jesus. Ross. Who would have thought? But, oh, wow. Anyways. Let um, him cook. Okay. Joe, Joe, oh, has Joe, Joe does want to talk. Hey, yeah. Just have to bring it up real quick. When Jarrett Stidham was with the Patriots, we all call him Jarrett Stutham. It was one of the Stutton. greatest nicknames. Yeah, he never got any playing time for us at all. But Jarrett Stutham, got respect for him on the Broncos now. He, he is kind of a rocket, so I can I can respect that. Um, was big time at Baylor. Beat Bama at Auburn. And then uh, hasn't done anything in the NFL. But shout out to Jarrett. Shout out to all the quarterback, backup quarterbacks. They, they live the dream life, if we're being honest yeah, here, people. Do. Backup goalies and backup 
quarterbacks have the dream life in professional sports. But what else are we talking? I, I, why Brian Horsering? I don't know. Who do they play? They play the Bears. So it's going to be Tyson oh Bajant and Brian Hoyer going at it for what, like fourth pick. not listening, but I feel so bad for him. Like he had to watch. The he has game to watch yesterday. this team. He had to watch week yesterday, in, Michigan out. State, and then he has to watch this today. I do feel bad. I don't feel bad. He chose this life. Who do they play today? Oh, the Raiders. The, the Raiders. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, We're locked in this morning. Yeah, we are. God, but we're feeling great. At the same time. I don't ever want to be locked in on a Raiders-Bears game, so Mm-mm. I have an excuse for that. But speaking of the Bears, they lost the Vikings last week. This is a an interesting question because the Vikings' talent overall on their roster, I think, with their schedule, can they turn it around and somewhat compete for a wild card? They're not catching the Lions. But listen to the schedule. They've got the Niners at home, or the Niners at home tomorrow. They're going to lose that game, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. right? So that'll put them at what two and five or two and six? No, two and five. They're two and four right now. That puts them at two and five. They get the Packers, winnable game, in my opinion. The Falcons, winnable game. The Saints, winnable. The Broncos, the Bears, and the Raiders. That's six straight games that they very possibly that, could win. That all could be wins, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're looking at. Eight and five, and yet it's the Vikings, and they'll probably lose like You're right. half of those games. You're right, but I'm saying, like, is I feel like there's still a possibility that they could turn that around. Yeah, they and have a could. chance. Like people are saying, they should sell. I don't know that they should sell. No, I mean, if they can. Also, they're going to beat somebody that they shouldn't. We talked about it with the yeah. Chiefs. Like, don't be surprised if they win tomorrow. Except for the fact that it's Kirk Cousins on oh, Monday night. Not, tomorrow's not the but, game they're going to win. But don't be surprised if they beat. Them or if they beat Detroit, one of the two. Times I, that's what I was gonna say. Year. I think one of the one of those games, maybe the Christmas Eve game, they just squeak out a win on the the Lions. But yeah, uh, if they want to make the playoffs, they have to go nearly perfect through that stretch because your last four games, you're at Cincinnati, you um, play Detroit home, uh, the Packers, which you know that's at Green Bay, like it's a divisional game, could be close, and then you end the season at Detroit. So if you want to make that playoff push, uh, you got to be near flawless in this uh easy easier stretch um of their schedule but yeah i they definitely have the talent to make it for sure especially if they get uh justin jefferson back um i mean i love their receiver core even without justin jefferson i i still like their receiver core a lot they, they got players all around there um so yeah i'm not i'm not i'm a fan of possibly thinking that they could maybe squeak in a playoff spot especially in a weak nfc you got i mean bad divisions all around there not a lot of great play over there so yeah they could definitely do that all right we'll have to see what they can come up with i mean it's i think they've got a shot yeah and that's why i put it on the sheet and wanted to talk about it because i do think they have a shot debo samuel out for the niners as well that's um, which is a big deal Mm -hmm. but i think mccaffrey is going to play which means that the niners (laughs) probably going to win breaking insight from jada coster who is listening and locked oh, into this bro- okay. to this show. He says, Tyson Bajan gives this team a better chance to win than Fields. Out. I Out. I. You know what? I don't hate that. Out. I don't, I hate that don't like it. No. I, don't hate, I don't hate the thought process. Out. <laughs> I don't. I, you know what? When the Bears win today, just know, JDC saw it and he believed. And okay. I believe. I think I'm taking the Bears. I've convinced myself. All right. Okay. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I, right. I can't stand Justin yeah, Back Fields. to Debo Samuels. Um, yeah. So, yeah, especially if they have McCaffrey, I mean that's that 
it sucks to lose him. He's the their best receiver, but they still got Brandon Ayuk. They still got George Kittle, McCaffrey, obviously. Um, Jawan Jennings, if you want to put him put him there. Uh, Ronnie Bell. Ronnie Bell too. Um, so yeah, I I don't really I wouldn't worry with him, especially after last week. I think Shanahan's gonna have them ready to go uh, against Minnesota. I mean, they're seven point favorites in Minnesota, so that doesn't tell you that uh, they're gonna they're gonna take care of business. I think so. All right. Lastly, Dolphins Eagles should be fun tonight. It's I really hope is gonna be maybe the best game of the year so far. Especially I we need good football good football, sorry, after last week because it feels like none of those games were good. Like one o'clock, four o'clock, the night games, like none of them were good. So this should be really good. Uh like we mentioned before, Philly is favored by three. The game is in Philly. Um we'll do the pickums later. We'll get more into the our actual picks, but yeah, so this should be really, really fun to watch. Yeah, it it will be. How quickly do some of the teams at the bottom decide to pull the plug, though, and tank for a quarterback? Mm, I would say a lot because you have so many quarterbacks next year. Obviously, Caleb, Drake May, uh, JJ. I I feel like future Colt JJ yeah. McCarthy. No, no, he's not. Unfortunately, but unfortunately, like the Colts aren't taking a quarterback first round. They're I just, just meant the fact that. You would be okay with JJ McCarthy. Uh, well, more so, I'd be more okay with them than Richardson. But it's just more so the fact that they just won't take a quarterback because they're so invested in Richardson, even though he doesn't have a th- shoulder anymore. But maybe the shoulder surgery fixes his arm because he can't couldn't throw before the surgery, so he can't get any. The surgery can't hurt. He can't make it. It can't make his arm any worse. That is true. So I'm I'm looking at these teams that are at the bottom of the league. None of them. None of them really need quarterbacks. So it's the Panthers. They just drafted Bryce Young. The Cardinals, and this is the NFC. Uh, the Cardinals, who knows what they're going to do with Kyler. I think they said he he's practicing again, so he might be play be playing again. Uh, the Giants, they have Daniel Jones. Um, who they're paying $40 million a year. Exactly. Uh, the Bears, who knows what they're going to do with Justin Fields. And so that's the bottom four in the NFC. You look at the AFC. Denver, they're tied to that Wilson, uh, Russell Wilson contract. The yeah, Patriots, but I still think they're going to find a way to get out of that and draft a quarterback. You would hope so, right? Yeah. Uh, the Patriots, I think that's the real first one where you'd be like, that's probably where they should go for the quarterback. Tennessee, they they drafted two back-to-back years. And they're not playing either one of them. Yeah. Malik Willis is playing over Will Levis. So who knows? And then and then the Chargers, uh, who have Herbert. Don't need obviously. a quarterback. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's interesting to actually look but at the, it. The Panthers don't have their pick. That's true. The Bears, so the Bears have, have two. Um, so you would have to think, especially with two of them, they probably are going to take a quarterback. Unless they just go like uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Keon Coleman and just go all in on receivers. <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. That would be hilarious. See two receivers taking one and two and all the quarterback teams are just livid. Imagine that. DJ Moore, Marvin Harrison Jr., Keon Coleman. All being thrown to by uh, by uh, Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Almost a Tyson Bajan, but oh, it'll be Justin Fields. All right. Well, let's get into the pick'em. Updating on last week, Matt and I both went six and seven, and so Matt fell below five hundred or stayed below five hundred. No, he was at five hundred last week. Fell below five hundred. Thirty-nine, forty-one, and four. I am forty-one, thirty-nine, and four. And AJ, after going ten and three last week, is up to forty-seven, thirty-three, and four. So if you're listening at home and uh, are hoping to get picks right. Listen, follow him. Apparently. Listen to AJ. Yeah. Don't follow me. 
And definitely don't follow Matt, I guess, because he's Follow me on college football picks, but not NFL. Follow Are you winning the SRZ pick em? Oh, by a lot. Okay. It's not even close. Shout out Spartan Red Zone uh, podcast. Make sure to take a listen. I'm sure next week's episode will be Fiery. electric. Um, me and JDC just get after it on Friday afternoons. It's like our pregame for the weekend. It's a pregame of our pregame. Yeah. Like for that. Friday nights. I like that. Yeah, make sure to uh, check it out. All right. Let's start off with the 1 o'clock games. Browns, minus 3.5 in Indianapolis. Minshew Mania. Matt, we have to start with you. Pass. Uh, pass. <laughs> I don't think we allow to pass. Uh, Colts, I'll, historically speaking, they'll win this game because the roof because is the open. Roof, yeah, the roof yeah, is open. Because the, the ceiling is the roof. So, <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> Shout okay. out to MJ. Shout out to MJ. And... Uh, I don't know. Those uniforms are ugly, but the Browns somehow found a way to win last week, so they're going to find a way to lose at this one. So give me the Colts. They're getting points at home. Give me it. I'm I'm just going to echo everything you said. You're you're thinking that's a the terrible same idea. Way. I'm I, no, I, no, no, I, no, I no, want to no. stop no, with you. the with the Browns. Obviously, like I'm a Steelers fan, so I've I've kept tabs on the Browns for a long time now. They are not stable. They're they were great last week. They're going to be probably bad this week. Give me the Colts. I, I'm going to say that, and the Browns are going to win by like twenty, but. Yeah, I think you are. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Browns. I'm going with the Browns God. as well. I do wish this line was two and a half rather than three and a half. Yeah, because I could see the Browns winning by three, but I, I'm gonna take the Browns. Who's their kicker? Um, I don't know. Some Joe Schmo, yeah. Um, but Joe Schmo. Joe Schmo. That's what we call their J-Mo. kicker is Cade York. Oh, uh, oh no, from... no, 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 no. Never mind. No, he's not. Um, the Browns brought in Dustin Hopkins. That's uh, right. Gotcha. So they have a guy that's washed kicking their kicking for them. That's cool. Okay. <laughs> wow. The the Dustin Hopkins slander. Uh, uh, it's just he's on the Browns, so you're fair enough. You're dead to me. Commanders minus three in New York to take on the Giants. Is Daniel Jones still out? Yeah. Yes. He's not playing. Uh, give me the Commanders. Sam Howell, dog. I agree. He's on my fantasy team this week. Yeah, I'll take the Commanders too. The Giants are just <laughs> terrible. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think the Giants are better with Tyrod Taylor in this game because they're going to feed Saquon more. Give me the Giants. Okay. Falcons at Bucks. Bucks minus two and a half at home. Baker trying to bounce back. They'll bounce back. Give me the Bucks. Uh, I like Baker Mayfield than I like more than I like Desmond Ritter. So give me the Bucks. I'll go with the Bucks as well. Who do you like Desmond Ritter more than? The silence is speaking. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Nobody. Not. Nobody. He's really bad. God, that draft class is terrible, isn't it? Quarterbacks? Yeah. Yeah. He's Pick, a winner. Pickett, Ritter, Malik Willis. Like, just top to bottom, all bad. Kenny, I hate Kenny Pickett. I'm sorry. I like how you threw your own quarterback in there just first. Like, well, I it, it'd be stupid for me, like, oh, Pickett's amazing. No, he's not. <laughs> no. Um, I'm going to also go with the Bucks. I, I do think there's a chance the Falcons win this game, but in Tampa, I think they bounce back. Mm-hmm. All right, Bills minus seven and a half in New England. Jodez, can I trust the Patriots? No? no? Okay, well, I'm going to anyways. Give me New England because it's in Foxborough. Seven and a half is more than the touchdown that mm-hmm. I think this could be. I don't know why, but give me New England. Give me the Bills, man. Also, it didn't work last week, and the Raiders had the backdoor cover of a cent- of the century, and that was yeah. annoying to me because I was the only <laughs> one that picked the Patriots. And the Patriots were down two until they took a no, safety. No, I had the Patriots. Oh, you had the Patriots yeah. too? Yeah. Um, and then they just took a safety for no reason. And yeah. Yeah. I, uh, 
the Patriots are really bad, and the Bills looked really bad on Sunday night last week, but I think they bounce back and take care of business. The Patriots are awful. I'm sorry, Joe. I think yeah. he knows. He, know, he knows. Yeah, he gets it. Uh, yeah, I, you never know what, what Bills team you're going to get. They've been super inconsistent this mm-hmm. year. Sometimes they look like the best team in the league, and sometimes they look like a team that shouldn't even be in the playoffs. Uh, but I would say they, they struggled last week. Even against Jacksonville, they struggled too. I think they'll bounce back and look at a win in Foxborough. Okay. AJ? I thought I already said my Yeah, he's a Bills. Oh, Bills, okay. I think they do. uh, I think the Pats do lose this game. I just think that they cover. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Raiders minus two and a half at the Bears. Bryson Hoyer versus Tyson Bajan. The game of the century here. Oh, Uh, yeah. Quarterback matchup of a lifetime. Man, this one's tough. Uh... I think I'll take the Raiders because it's two and a half. I can see him win like a by like a field goal. Okay. AJ, give me the Raiders. Matt Bears. Not Bears. Not Bears. Not Bears. JDC um, believes. I believe. I do not believe. Give me the Raiders. Brian Hoyer is better than Tyson Bajan, and the Raiders have the better team. So give me the Raiders. That's debatable. Is it? They're both bad. They are. At both that bad, point, but... it's like. Anyways. All right. Game of the day. Until the night game? Question mark. Lions at Ravens. Ravens minus three. I hate that I'm about to say this. I feel really bad. I saw Trent Bally last night, <laughs> and he's so excited for the Lions down the stretch. But Lions fans, I'm sorry, AJ, we're too like they don't know how to act right now after winning last week in Tampa. Like I know they, how to they, act. you, you do not act. You were not among yeah, the group telling me he's that they're going to cool win out and that. They should be like I had one line. One Lions fan told me they should have won by more last week, and they were ungrateful that they won by double digits on the road at a division leader. I think the Ravens take That's care of business much. in this one. Like I mean, the win out, win, win, you just won on the road. Like it's just more so like they've never been here before, so they don't know how to act, and they're going to lose a game they what probably shouldn't. And the Ravens are favored in this game. I'm going to take the Ravens because I think they're they like to beat good teams. They show up when it matters, and they don't show up when it doesn't matter. Um, so give me the Ravens in this one. I just. I think the Lions need to be knocked down a slight peg. I like them. They're fun to watch, but just it's the fans are starting to become a little nauseating. Yeah, but also I don't think that just because the fans are insane that that's going to – obviously I know that's not what you're saying, but right. affect the team. I think the team wins this game. Yeah. I, I like the Lions. Know. I also think that they could lose this game on a Justin Tucker field goal, which would be a push. So if you're giving me the ability for them to push on a field goal and do this, I, I'm taking the – I'm taking the Lions. So the last time these teams played each other, Justin Tucker uh, broke the yes. record. I by think he's going to break it again. I think really? he's going to go for 67. That would this cap time. off the weekend. So um, <laughs> AJ would just, AJ's just terrible, no be, good, yeah, very exactly. bad weekend. So if it's a push, um, I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, it's the Lions. All right. I do think that's going to happen, actually. But. Steelers at the Rams. Jack, we got to start with you. Uh, every single statistic that I've seen points towards the Rams here, like every single one, uh, offensively, defensively, coaching. So I just typed Steelers in by your name because that's where this is going? Yeah, that is where this is going. I figured. I'll take Steelers. <laughs> give me the Rams. Uh, give me the Rams. I'm sorry. This is the, the Steelers suck. And the spread is not big enough in my opinion. At Canada. In in L.A. too. Correct. So, yeah, yeah, traveling the, the West not Coast, not, not going to have Give me the Rams. AJ? Give me the Rams. He's all alone. We're going to get a text from Jack at, uh, is that a 4 o'clock game? Or is yeah. That a, yeah, it's yeah. 4 o'clock game. Going to get a text from him at 7 o'clock just saying, huh. 
Huh. And that's gonna Matt be Canada back. <laughs> or if we win, it's, it's just going to be a bunch of letters. Like, it's not going to be yeah. a coherent speech. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right, Cardinals at Seahawks. Seahawks minus eight and a half. That's a lot. I was gonna say I don't like that. Mm -mm. Uh, I'll take the Cardinals because that's because I don't stay away from this game. (laughs) I don't think the Seahawks can beat them by that much, really. So, yeah, Cardinals. Give me, give me the Seahawks. I don't know the Cardinals. I'm starting to not believe in them anymore. I think this they're not that good. We're starting to see that. The The NASA guy. You can't. The NASA. Yeah, the rocket scientist. scientist. Yeah, Geno Smith doesn't care what your degree says. Kenneth, going. Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker has going no remorse. For at least one touchdown, maybe two today. Yeah, probably. Give me the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go Seahawks. I think they win by ten. All right, Chargers at Chiefs. Chiefs minus five and a half at home. That spread is way too small. Give me Kansas City. Chiefs. And give me the over. I don't know what the over is, but give me the over. Give me the Chargers. Chargers like to play the Chiefs close. Doesn't okay. matter where it's at. I will take the Chiefs as well. I'm. I'm actually curious what this Chargers over is. Um, it is 47 and a half. There you go. Yeah, I think, I think over. All right. Well, a couple more games left. One more four o'clock game, the Sunday night and the Monday night. Let's go into Packers minus one and a half in Denver. Mm-mm. Or I guess maybe we cannot do that. I know that no one wants to do that, but we're going to uh, do it anyways. The I guess the Packers, be, the Broncos are bad and the Packers are just fine. So yeah, Packers. Green Bay. Yeah, Green Bay. Jordan think, Love finally figures it out. I think one and a half is kind of small there, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. I think the Packers are much better than Denver. I know it's in Denver, but... all right. Wait, Dolphins. that's Sunday Night Football? No, 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 no. No, no Sunday Night Football is Dolphins-Eagles. That's oh, I was... Right I, I thought I thought Dolphins-Eagles was tomorrow night. No, I that's, that's Vikings. Vikings. Yep. Got it. I was, Dolphins I was very scared. At Eagles. Eagles minus three. This is... Yeah, this is tough. Um, give me the Dolphins. I like the Dolphins a lot. Yeah, give me the Dolphins. I think the Eagles could win, but if they do, it's going to be by three or less. I think it's going to be really tight. Okay. AJ, round it out. I'm going Dolphins, as I said earlier in the show. But... Yeah, give me the Dolphins. All right, everybody going with Miami on the road. Lastly, Monday Night Football, 49ers at Vikings. 49ers minus six and a half. That, that's too small. I hate uh, that number. Yeah. yeah. I would take it if it was eight. If the Vi- I would take the Vikings if it was even if it was seven. I would or seven and a half. I would take the Vikings. Just that it's six and a half. Every but. single game this year has been a one-score game for the Vikings. Doesn't matter whether they're playing the Eagles or whether they're playing the Bears. It's a one-score game. So we should. This all will ride. be a one-score game. So we should all ride the Vikings here. But but it's six and a half. In my head, I think they lose by it's, seven. It's, a, it's prime time. The Niners are going to bounce back, and it's in prime time. Like so you this don't think is, it's close? I don't. Like it's six. I would take the Vikings in every situation, other than knowing. There's a reason it's six and a half on the road. That means the Niners should be twelve and a half point favorite to home. Yeah, because they're legit. That, like, yeah, I'm taking the Niners, even though I know I shouldn't. But I think it's six and a half for a reason. So give me the Niners. I will also take the 49ers as well. Give me the Niners. I'm, I'm gonna do it. You're gonna do I'm, it. I'm gonna do it. Give no, me Minnesota no. plus six and a half. Do there I think go. they win the game? No. But come? like I said. I think that they can cover. I think this game could be six. I think you could see some backdoor cover like they had against the Eagles. Yeah, um, that's true. The game could be six. It could be a situation where you're looking at a Vikings team that is playing with its backs against the wall. Mm-hmm. But they don't have Jefferson, which is a big deal. Huge deal. But they have Jordan Addison. And they have TJ Hawkinson. KJ Osborne. And there's under, no under, Debo under, Samuel. Under yeah. As long as they don't try to throw the ball to Brandon Powell more than Jordan Addison like they did last week. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll be okay. 
I, I'm going to take them to cover, not to win. But yeah, all right, five minutes left. Okay, Matt. Matt what, well, make I, I, before we get to what bothered us, I just have some breaking news that came out from on three uh, ten minutes ago. A five-star freshman from Indiana, Mackenzie Mbako. That did not come out ten minutes ago, but yes. Oh, uh, when he was arrested Sunday morning after refusing to leave the drive-through at Taco, the drive-through line at Taco Bell last night. I did not know that's why he was arrested. Yeah, but. That's electric. I, I'm sorry. What I did know was that he was arrested this morning. Like I kind of um, like him more for that. Like is that is that wrong? Yes. What for, do you mean that's wrong? Refusing, he didn't do anything. Like, refusing he, to leave. He's in doc. He just wanted his crunch wrap, and he refused to leave. But I, why was why wasn't he like getting his crunch wrap though? Maybe he had well, his crunch wrap and still wasn't leaving. Let him eat where he wants to eat. Yeah, so the Indy Star... It's a free star, country last time I checked. The These colors don't run. So it came from the Indy Star, by the way. Um is where that report was um and he is getting a he's getting a misdemeanors of criminal trespass and resisting law enforcement damn okay so don't run from the cops but like <laughs> um <laughs> managers trespassing he was quote he wanted a crunch he wrap he was quote refused service because he was cursing and being rude to employees okay that's yeah. fair hey don't curse out the employees like they're yeah, doing their they, best it's they're doing it's, their best it, it's hard it's they're really doing their hard. best but it's funny to just think he wanted a crunch wrap and they were closed and then he just refused to leave. Hello. <laughs> Anyways, um, what bothered you this weekend, Sternike? You said you had something for us, so, okay, I'm, so I, I would yeah. love to know. What bothered me this weekend, and then I want to end on a positive note because I don't like ending on negative notes. That's fair. But I was working the game yesterday, and I'm working for Spartan Vision doing some camera stuff, and I, we have a make-and-break camera. So what that means basically, without getting too into it, I have to unplug the power from one camera and plug it into another spool that runs down to a handheld camera that shoots like the drum line. Mm. And I'm down there going and changing the thing. And somebody throws a walking taco on my head. On your head? Yes. Oh my gosh. And so- Was it still warm? No, I'm, <laughs> thankfully I mostly got hit with the bag. So like I didn't get hit with like, I didn't get meat. So you weren't covered in meat and cheese? No, I was not, Damn. thankfully. There were Doritos what? all over the ground. <laughs> like um, it's fun. No, like but, I, I'm glad you're okay. But it would have been funnier if you were like walking around yeah, freezing cold with no, some nacho cheese bang. dripping I down was your head. So, I I was so livid, and um, that was in the fourth quarter of the game last night. Oh, so, so I was it's... freezing cold, and already was sick of it. And yeah, and but on the positive note, the joke. Uh, shout out Jack Moreland and um, Nate Gardner, one of our friends messaged and said to be fair i wouldn't want to eat a walking taco either um but yeah no that was so wait that mackenzie was and baco get the charge with criminal trespassing but this guy can just throw a walking taco it's fine yeah and he's fine this is this is terrible I, this I is mean, tyranny I, this I is the blue wall this is the blue wall oh, at its goodness. finest anyways all right let's end on a positive note uh what are you excited about for football nfl today oh i thought you were about to say football in general like not much uh uh or basketball season. It's basketball season. Uh, guys. Just, yeah. Men's basketball season is coming up. Right around the corner. For Michigan State. Top uh, five team in the country. Yep. Matt's calling the Hillsdale game. Hillsdale exhibition. Yeah. So hopefully, tune in. Hopefully. We haven't gotten the confirmed tune yet. In on, hopefully, hopefully. Tune hopefully. in on Wednesday on Impact. 7 o'clock. Also, then go back later and listen or and watch uh, the Big Ten Plus stream. Uh, yeah. That'll be me and AJ Evans. Yeah, you can listen to my show. beautiful voice for free. So Yeah, you can do that. But if you're on campus, you can listen to... Yeah, let's um, storm... Michigan State campus, so everybody can watch the. the yeah, if you're on game. campus, you can watch um, Big Ten Plus. For anybody that didn't know that, anybody on campus Wi-Fi can you get Big Ten Plus for free? So, hmm. just uh, so you know, good. make sure to check in mm -hmm. and to know. tune in to that on Wednesday. 
Football will be in Minneapolis on Saturday next week. Oh. And back here next Sunday Gross. afternoon for Ew. or in the morning for Green and White Report. Yeah. Thanks to everybody for listening. Hope you guys had some fun. It was a very cool episode. A lot of different things we talked about. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that'll do it for us. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. For everybody here in East Lansing, this has been the Green and White Report on WDBM East Lansing.